murder, murder. Hello, friends. <laughs> DJ looked real worried. Or Merida, that's fine too. Yeah, Merida. That's Merida, 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 Merida. <laughs> No. Hello, friends. Welcome back to another <laughs> evening of... <laughs> <laughs> oh, so God, no. <laughs> The nose on the chin. It's on purpose. Oh, my God. <laughs> Felix is sad today. Oh, my God. Uh... We're Knockhart RPG, and we're back for another evening of the City of Oshwamp, mm-hmm. uh, our D&D campaign. Um... Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, I get distracted for a second. Uh, yeah, we're gonna very briefly go around the table, uh, introduce ourselves, and then John will do a recap, and we'll hop into the action. Uh, there's a few new things for the stream. Above John's head uh, is a thing that just essentially displays our like costs for the month, because uh, we want to be transparent with you guys about the fact that this is unfortunately not free for mm-hmm. us. Uh, there are costs associated with it. Um, it won't, you won't see it on our end, but it's on the stream. Um, so we put that up there just to be transparent with you guys about the fact that if you are able to contribute, we genuinely really appreciate it. Um, please don't feel pressured to. Uh, your presence and, and communication in the chat and everything is, is enough support for us, but uh, we just wanted to be open about the fact that there are costs associated with what we do. Um, the second is that emotes will fly across the screen when you use them, which is fun. Um, let me know if it's too distracting or anything. I can like move them to a lower part of the screen. It shouldn't be too bad, but uh, where is that? It's in, on oh, there. The, it yeah. They'll just fly across the screen. Uh, I think they're fun. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, DJ, what? I rolled two net ones. Oh. <laughs> I thought a, I thought an emote flew across the screen and DJ got worried. <laughs> it got me. Um, and then at the end of the stream, there's going to be a credit sequence for anybody that has followed, sub, donated, give bits, any of that stuff, uh, and thank the moderators at the end that we'll scroll through, so that will be uh, there as well. Assuming it works, it's a Streamlabs widget, so hopefully it works. Um, but yeah, so we're going to go around the table, introduce ourselves, and then pop into the uh, super fun times that we have planned for you guys. So as always, I am Don, and in this one, I play Ethier, the Grave Domain Cleric. You're Don in this one? Well, sometimes. Always. It depends. I hear. It's always. Yeah. Uh, As sometimes, I'm not Lawrence. I play Yalumlo in this one. And also, I rolled 69% before the stream started. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be a nice time. Mm -hmm. Nice, nice, nice. (laughs) Thank you very much, Astrid, for the thousand bits. Thank you, thank you. A true hero. I'm just Paul, and I play Felix. There you go. I am forever the goodest boy, Glenn, and I play the forever goodest boy, Vorst. Mm-hmm. I'm Sarah. <laughs> I play Retora, and I just rolled a net 20. There you go. I'm Nesgrim. I play DJ, and uh, my dice are trying to kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the dice. Dice. <laughs> dice master. Oh, no. That's fine. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm John, the monster behind the screens. Screens, plural. Uh, last time, an, in, today. an intrepid crew, because we're absolutely an intrepid crew. Uh, we continued our conversation with Arthur. Uh, we found out some more information about his dealings and the fact that he is the individual who uh, designed, orchestrated, one might say, uh, the arrival of Nesgrim and Retor in the city of Oshwamp, having summoned them, recognizing that they were potentially very important figures for assisting and halting this potential prophecy. wasn't necessarily summoned. Yeah, you were purchased. It's fine. <laughs> uh, Slightly different. <laughs> just sharpen my knives over here. Mmm, that Nesgrim's coming along fine. Oh my god. Just rotate the spinner. <laughs> just <laughs> nice and plump. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, we asked some questions about shit that Arthur has been through, things that Arthur has done inside of the city, his expedition into the mines, things that he saw inside, and we asked about the porcelain teacup, his connection directly to Desiel, his time from when he was younger, a younger man, and remembered Desiel. Uh, we talked about more of the things involving his knowledge of the prophecy and what he is aware of. I'm going to murder all of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I just, me. I just want you to know he started it. John, I did. John, reward us for our hubris. Stop saying that phrase. <laughs> it never like works out like this phrase. Okay. It's not going to work out for you IRL. Ooh, they did vibe it, huh? <laughs> just for that, the recap's over. Fucking let's roll. Get the fuck out, everyone. But uh, Glenn and Lawrence, see ya. <laughs> oh no. Should I come with a new character? Who has better handwriting? Mm, No idea. I'll leave this with you. Yeah, Glenn's an artist. He should be able to write. You got it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 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 These two things are. I have two left hands. Are not necessarily true, but. Good luck with the murders. Yep. We're going to finish the recap now that they're out of the room. Because that's why I really kicked them out, because they don't know what's going on. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to hop forward in the recap because this scene is uh, very important for what has been going on. Uh, Vorst and Yalomlo reached out, well, Yalomlo reached out to Vorst about having a conversation with him before they head to bed. Um, Yalomlo, after having speaking, spoken with his uh, spirit earlier in the day, felt it was a good idea to try to reach out to Camille himself to see whether or not he could actually bridge just like Ratora did, to be able to have a conversation with her. Uh, Vorst ascended the stairs and joined Yalomlo inside of his room. Uh, the two of them sat together, shared a quick drink, and pulled out the paper with the horrified burnt sketch of the face of the defiled. Yalomlo asked, Camilla, can you see me? There was no response. And Vorst said, Camilla, can you see me? And Vor saw Camilla standing behind Yalumlo at this table at his chair, her defiled black claws resting softly on his shoulders. Not in a menacing way, uh, simply just concerned and confused. Yeah, just giving him a little rub down. Mm-hmm. It's fine. Just a friendly pat on She's the back. just a great, great person. You seem uh, tense. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, she was confused and startled by the fact that Vorst could see her and could communicate to her directly, uh, becoming a bit more aware of his presence and his existence also as a shifter, and stretched her hand out to him to initiate contact. Uh, Vorst, as he did so, informed Yalomlo that there was a hand on his shoulder as well, and the two of them, one from opposite side of the table and one reached back onto the Defile Black Claw that did still linger on his shoulder. Both made contact with her at the same time. Both transported immediately into a very uh, smoky, ethereal plane, one might say. Uh, Sitting here as Camilla kneeled uh, adjacent to Yalomlo. She smelled the same kind of hereditary influence on Vorst. Uh, said that he is as well of her line, and Vorst began his transformation into the true goodest boy, uh, becoming more canine in appearance in front of his good friend Yalumlo. And Camilla, in turn, removed the lower portion of the wolf mask from her face, 
and also began to shift before your eyes, adorning a more canine appearance as well. And this is where the three of us are going to pick up. So you, as had previously described, your transformation produced a more canine visage. Hers does as well. As she manifests, her violet eyes become yellow, very much like yours. Her snout and jawline extends and protrudes. Fangs begin to emerge more definitively pronounced out of her mouth. You see the edges and rippling of her spine up over as she lurches and her shoulders grow and stretch. And she kneels still in front of you and behind you and just corrects her shoulders and you can see that all the muscle definition across her chest her abdomen which is exposed because her shirt is quite ripped and torn asunder she kneels here looking at you and just tilts her head and you watch as her nose does that classic dog-like flaring as she just takes a heavy breath and just <laughs> show me the rest of your true self there I cannot yeah, you can see that the sewn flesh still stains and mires this portion of her face as it is sewn into her skin you can see that she even, just to demonstrate to you, she digs her nails into her own scalp above the lines that are sewed in at the hairline. You watch his blood as she digs and punctures in with her talons, spits out like a fucking stopped hose from her scalp, and blood just rains down the sides of her face over her eyes. You see it drip over the actual skin that is still definitively hers around the base of her eyes, and you watch it just pour over these sewn pieces of rotting flesh, and you see the muscle definition in her forearms, her biceps extend, her triceps sink down lower, and she just tears. I cannot be freed. Is that why you sought us out? No. To free you? If freedom is still an option for me. Watch as she just pulls her hands back from her own fray, her own face. And you can see that the like deep embedded pieces of blood kind of like tuft along the fur of her palms. I don't know if you can free me. Or if I am forever this way. What is it that you want with the smaller one with us? Not I. This face. This fucking face. It wants her next. Next? I'm not good enough. What is it? trying to achieve? Life. Flesh. And you watch as she just rakes down over her own ears along the edges. So you can see the lower half of her face from like, you know, uh, point of nose downwards. You can see that she's got 
you know, a, a more defined angular looking jaw. You can see that she's got like markings along the lower parts of her jaw where you can see looks to you guys who have been in battle old injuries that have scarred up in different areas like thin slashes you know uh, a, a chink almost in the like corner of her chin where it looks like it's been dented in you watch as her fingers just r- roll down her neck and she just pauses My, my body was incomplete. How so? I thought that this form could withstand its power. I could not. And this body before us, is it real? I'm gonna reach toward her to touch some of the blood. Like along the side of her mm-hmm. face? Yeah. I mean, you kind of, I guess, would scoot away from her mm-hmm. and then turn, reach up towards her face. Yeah, you touch along the edges of her chin or her jawline. Feels real. You feel real. You feel the warmth. You blood pull your hand and you feel blood. Yeah, you f- see it stain along Yalom Lo's hand. Like along his index and middle finger, along where he rubs with his. It cannot consume me. I will not let it. It has tried. So you remain. Where are we? I, I do not know. Hidden. Somewhere. Between. Yes. Build uh, the smoke and ember. Mm-hmm. Hiding. Is it here? No. Or are just you here? I have not found anyone other than myself in this place. As far as I've walked. So you fled to here? Yes. I left the woods. Do you know how you came to be here? This place? Yes. Shamans. Many atrocities it made me commit in its name, in the woods. Sacrifices. Not of our people, but of creatures that deserved to live their innocent lives peacefully. To feed it? Was anything born from these atrocities? I do not know. I only brought their bodies back to the cave. It cannot satiate itself. It must have others do its bidding. What do you call it? The Rotting One. A stain, a plague. Yes. It uses you as a vessel, correct? It tries, yes. Many times I'm not able to fight off its influence. So it speaks through you 
to Ratora. Yes. It commands the plague orcs outside of our woods. Those woods are no longer ours. I'm sorry. It is but me and possibly one other left. Yet I have not found them. But did the rotting one slaughter them? There were orcs that came, unlike anything we've ever seen before. Large, covered in spikes and horns. I do not know those orcs. They tore through and killed everything. I barely escaped and had to make it out of the city. Make it to the city, rather. I do not know any spiked orcs. The ones that the Rotting One commands are a legion of... plague-minded creatures. Functioning almost controlled. It is to my understanding that you have contacted Ratora yourself? The girl? Yes. Yes, she... When she grabbed me, she came here and asked me what I could do for her, and I sadly cannot offer much. I am still bound. So we are no longer in my room. We are here. You are here, but there? Both. Your bodies do not exist there, no, but this space here where we sit. Should we move, we would move. When you return. How far? I do not know. I've been only following the faint light cast by your friend. And you are... Unable to return? Or is it simply unsafe? Unsafe? So you know how? Yes. But if I stay there, it will find me, and it will use me again. Should we find a way to free you? Would you come back? I do not know if I can. I am... hard to say how old at this point. There are stories of you from that I've heard from growing up. It's safe to say it's been quite some time. You're feels, almost feels so. a thing of legend. Hundreds of years? It feels like an eternity here. I spent lifetimes plundering for that creature, stealing lives for its sake. Cannot imagine. No. Do you wish for freedom, or do you wish for rest? Rest. 
I am quite tired of all the things I've seen. But there are things yet undone. Things incomplete. And I do not believe I would rest until it is gone. A large task? Quite. I will help you when the time comes, however I may. And I wish to return the favor someday. As do I. I will do my best to stay hidden still. If but we call again, will you come? Can we speak with you if, we, if need be? This power is not something that comes lightly. I do not know how many times I might be able to do this. It's understood. Or how often. Creatures such as I who are more temporally bound through the powers bestowed upon me, I don't know if it takes it away what would happen to me. Ritora said that you claimed that proximity was the primary reason that she remains as coherent as she is. Yes, uh, I fear the closer she gets to the creature, the more its will would be able to dominate her mind. That's why I left the woods. And you know where this creature is? Yes. We are about to embark beyond the city. Very good. Where? To the Fellwood and the Shattered Shards. You're heading east then? Briefly north, but otherwise east. I... I cannot say I've not traveled out that direction. I think there is a chance. The further she gets from it, the creature lies far northwest. Close to home? Close to home. Perhaps if you remain close to us, you will sense some amount of reprieve? I will try. I do not know to what extent I can journey. My existence is bound to this. I do not know if it is something where I can go wherever I choose, or if I am limited. Understood. I will try. Felwood is a dark and dangerous place. Not quite as bad as our home. What was our home? But... Unnerving still? Some creatures are... Possessed by voracious appetites. I guess that's something that we'll have in common. Yes. I... I am sorry for what you all have been dragged into. I'm sorry for you. 
She just kind of briefly looks down at her bloodstained claws. I'm gonna put my hand out onto hers. Yeah. She holds your hand. Dear sweet Camilla, you did not deserve this. You should have stayed. There's not much you can change now. No. It is only what we can change in the future. I wish only to right the wrongs I have done and make amends to my beloved. If I can. Your beloved. Ostador. Brave, kind man. Some might say blessed. He was. He was indeed. Some have said the same of me. Have they? A second chance, perhaps? Not the same man, but... Similar role, perhaps? Maybe bonded in some fashion. Perhaps. Strangest thing, finding this place. Already in rubble. Thousands followed us through the Felrost in spring. Only to find broken stones. And no hint of a reason why. He wanted me to stay. And I wanted to stay with him. But my people were called to the wild forest. It's in us. It always will be. I'm seeing this now more than ever. In my time of trying to escape the woods and continue my journey south, I got caught in the city trying to move on and forget, only leaving me wanting more of being back there. Doesn't matter how far I run, it's going to pull me back anyway. Those howls are far-reaching, sadly. In my time of trying to correct myself and blend in, I've only felt more that I stood out. It only feels so right to be returning and shed this learning, learned facade that I've been trying to put on. Don't be afraid to be the leader of a pack, Vorst. It seems that it is your duty. Someone has to guide. Perhaps you are that man? Perhaps. I believe that your strength will prove to be too much for the wickedness of this world to handle. I'm sorry, child. It is not an easy task. It is daunting and perilous. But you've no reason to hide. If they see you and know you, 
they will know not to touch you. I guess I should consider myself lucky too, to have people close to me. You are. To help me achieve what we need done. You are born of luck, Borst. You feel her squeeze your hand in hers. I'm sorry. No, I am sorry. You'll be fine. You watch as she reaches a hand out towards you as well. You two will do better. I hope so. I'll be seeing you. I hope. Make sure of it. You watch as she places a hand on Yalomlo's shoulder. I'll always know if you're near. I trust you. You feel yourselves begin to get pulled. And you can see that amidst the blood that has dried now very lightly around the edges, you see her begin to cry. And the two of you get pulled. And you're sitting back here, inside of Yalomlo's bedroom. There's still blood on the gloves. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, because you're technically wearing it, so yes. Um, you said she had blood in her hands as well? Yes, you would have some as well, kind of loosely staining in like splotchy patterns around your palm as well. Yes, you're correct. If there's any that's still wet, I'm going to pull out a silver. And... Mm -hmm. Rub it on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I will pocket that. Mm-hmm. Um, where I keep the gem. Okay. You two are sitting here alone. That was interesting. Thank you for being here. I'm gonna pull my face back in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry that you had to see that, friend. It's alright. Not very f many have seen me like that understand <laughs> <laughs> oh it's only because it's so good <sighs> <laughs> oh it's the greatest part of the Emmy <sighs> I think that's the worst of it right it really is I, I fear that that form might have to be shown more frequently in our trek. But I suppose, given the circumstances, I don't think it would be too uh, out of form. Certainly others will understand. I certainly hope so. I do worry for her. Yes. I, I do hope that there would be some semblance of peace that we could give her should we complete this ritual. Perhaps someday. 
perhaps? I do want you to know, going out there, I don't find it as tasking as some others who are going to be going along with us for me to put my trust in you. And I in you? Seems the two of us have similar in quite a few ways. I would agree with that. I feel very lucky to be going out there with you and to call you friend. Brother. Brother. With mm -hmm. blood hand. <laughs> yeah. You may keep the bottle. It is a gift. I appreciate it. Before we adjourn for the night, I do suppose I should tell you uh, something that's been on my mind recently that I haven't been able to share with the rest of the group. Um, in talking with Iris the other night, she had uh, she had told me, as I'm sure that you've come to figure out, that you can't quite trust saying things around Retora. Yes. I, I no longer fear for it being Camilla listening, as this, far as the rotten one. Yes, this rotting one is... It seems the true culprit. Ever since she disappeared and returned, before I, I smelled the rot on her, only when she used her magic, though, it would plume. Manifest? Yes. Ever since she returned, though, I smelled it quite more frequently, and I can smell the burning embers and the coals which you're now familiar. Yes. Just permeating off of her. As if... something is getting stronger. Perhaps... if what Camilla says is true, the further we get from it, the less power and sway it will hold over Hopefully. our friend. It is something to keep in mind. I can only hope that maybe if it works for her, it'll work for Camilla, if she can travel. Um, there is also something that I wish to share with you, only because it has bothered me so. And Iris wasn't able to give me an answer. The Lady Hartwood. Yes. Upon our last meeting, she had told me that she didn't know until we were face to face that I was sick. I'm not familiar with this. I don't feel ill. I don't possess some of the same traits as other people that have had the rot. That is concerning. Yes. Hopefully we can find more answers when we return if not out in the woods perhaps perhaps someday Camilla would be able to shed light on this perhaps if the rot is connected 
as it seems to be to the rotten one, then if it is such a sickness, perhaps she would be more familiar. I just hope not to be part of the uh, vessels that she was referring to. would very much wish to remain in control of my own body. <laughs> she seemed to believe in your strength? As I suppose I should, too. Have faith. I shall. You too. If there's anything else that you need, you know where to find me? Of course. If, um, if I should not return from this journey, and you should be lucky enough to make it back, would you see to it that Arthur makes it to that feast that we were invited to? If you ever find your way to the Ravelwood, I'm sure that my brother would appreciate closure. I can do this for you. And, uh, should... Should we not return, I know you had said that upon completion, once everything is taken care of, you wish to remain and finish out your exile? you will remain in the city and in the area I suppose if you do keep an eye out for another one like me of course it is a family member who has been separated and I have not been able to find them and I wish not to give up hope just yet understood hope is all we have suppose you're right. <laughs> I will see you in the morning, my friend. Indeed. We should get rest. Yes. Have a good night, brother. You as well. I'm gonna walk out. Return to your room? Mm hmm I'm gonna go lay down in my doggy bed. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Anything you, either of you, would like to do? I did what I needed to do with that coin, and it's bedtime. I'm gonna go down to my room and I'm gonna take my uh, my blade and scrape off Clean. the blood mm -hmm. off my hand and scrape it into a uh, component vial. Very good. Just keep oh. that on me. Mm. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Thank you. I feel like I got out of the I should be terrified right now mindset. And now you're just thrust right back into it. It's fine. <laughs> Fine. I did roll up another character while I was gone, just in case. That's a good idea. Oh shit! I actually didn't. Damn it. <laughs> uh oh. I am B fear. <laughs> no, I C fear. I have D a, fear. I have a character on the back burner I could bring in. R two D fear. That's all I say. He sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I will say one by one. Uh, each of you begin to 
awake and stir in the morning and slowly make your way down here to the entrances unless anyone would like to do anything before they gather with their companions to retrieve their goods and belongings and prepare for this arduous journey out into the woods. Upon waking up, I'm going to take out my old bag of mm-hmm. clothing. going to prepare my spells. And put my old clothes on. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set up from my desk mm-hmm. and downstairs. Very good. Aether, Yalumlo, Ratora, anything? Uh, I think the only thing that I would do uh, before I go downstairs is sit um, cross-legged in my room with my uh, brazier lit, not with any like herbs or anything, just some like general stuff uh, mm-hmm. with, the, but with the window cracked open and just kind mm-hmm. of like center myself. Meditate? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how you spend your meditation. Yep. Works for me. Anything, Rator? Mind empty, honestly. I. Okay. No, that's totally fine. Blank slate. I got nothing. And Mr. Nesgrim. Just gonna update my spells, but they're already fine. Okay. So I'm good. I'll say that the six of you start to gather and find yourselves here and. So you descend the steps, or ascend in the case of force. <laughs> Cellar dweller. <laughs> you find that the table that had previously been set for dinner the previous night uh, is still in its sta- same shape and formation in terms of a longer rectangle. And you can see that there are six large sacks. <laughs> Santa sacks. <laughs> on this table and each of them has a little name tag for each of you and then a little note that just fancifully written on it which I could not do for the life of me (laughs) no matter how many times I tried courtesy of Mr. Arthur and Wembley and Wembley? is that in a different handwriting or is it? Wembley signed his own name (laughs) <laughs> I'll, 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 I'm gonna keep the note. I imagine him sneaking behind him, just. And Wembley. He's, he's in the sack. That says and Wembley only on Nesgram's sack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> on, on everyone's sack. Magic fingers on his. Mm-hmm. Well, I figured if he like had to was forced to deliver him, he just like angrily wrote and Wembley as he was setting mm-hmm. up the table. Yeah, right. Courtesy of Arthur. And Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Nesgram, you see your well-oiled and repaired armor in front of your bag. With a note that just says, fuck. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I put it on. What a guy. <laughs> I just go ahead and put that on. Give it a couple taps. Mm-hmm. Ting, ding. You looking fresh? He looks like a very fresh script. <laughs> All basted and ready. Right. <laughs> <Dressed. laughs> right Did you say right? He's a right script. <laughs> He's dressed. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> uh, I like it. I'm going to start getting my stuff together and start putting all my things on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you want to describe anyone how you look now in your fancy new clothing? I will. Yeah, I have it written. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I have the boots that we were given 
Uh, the other pair of boots is kind of like strapped over my back. Um, I have slightly billowy white pants that shimmer ever so slightly, uh, kind of like snow reflecting the sun. Um, a large white coat that folds over my torso and clasps on the right side that has fur tufts sticking out of it in the open areas. Mm. Um, on my cross belt over my chest, I have my bone dagger sheathed uh, where it's easily accessible. And on my hip, I have my bone short sword and the other one, the lantern frame made of bones that I described to you guys the last time. Mm -hmm. uh, I have a fur lined hood, the snow veil kind of tucked back over my shoulders uh, over top of my wolf fur cape, which descends down uh, draping to where my feet are. Uh, pretty much the only color on me is my piercing green eyes from under the hood and the copper whistle around my neck. Cool. Who wants to go next? I can go next. Uh, <clears throat> I'm wearing my nice, new, shiny, oiled chainmail. Mm -hmm. Looks great. Bang, bang. Uh, I dig in the bag and pull out a, uh, a white, what we would know as like a poncho. You know, it's one head hole that covers my entire upper torso. I drop that over myself. It's white. And then I have my nice chainmail hood up. Mm -hmm. Who wants to go next? I guess I'll go. Go right ahead. Next. So I have, uh, not unlike this here, kind of like a fuzzier jacket with like one of those hoods that's just like absolutely. Obnoxiously, obnoxiously puffy. Obnoxiously puffy and huge. Very good. Uh, with like the, like the fluffy mm -hmm. fur on it. Um, I don't know what color oh. it is when I'm pulling it out of the bag, but as soon as I put it on, it turns white. Mm -hmm. um, it probably was white to yes to start with, but even um, whiter now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> just like a little where before it was like good camouflage in the snow, it becomes like wintry mm -hmm. as I put it on with like hints of gray hints of gray and blue things like that mm -hmm. um and then that goes down and like cinches in at the waist mm -hmm. a little bit and kind of flares out and then pretty like normal looking pants like nothing too spectacular <laughs> pretty normal pants about the pants, pants. but then the, like the big fluffy boots as well with the uh like the leather like straps mm -hmm. on them probably gloves who wants to go next well, i guess i'll go next as i come out of the uh the basement door and approach the table i'm wearing very well-worn uh gray and white wolf fur coat with heavily stitched leather padded armor underneath with claw marks across the chest tatters of just new pieces of leather sewed back on and riveted um, I have my sword at my hip and my quarterstaff on my back and a very large white wolf coat that just sort of bellows out out of the top with tanned leather that's of a light white tannish color on the back. And uh, then I go and pick up my shield. What's my shield look like, John? The one that you're receiving from Christian? I will say that it is a small circular buckler. Uh, wood composite in terms of the uh, design for the back part. Mm -hmm. A larger 
obvious uh, protruding circular piece of what looks like hard, dark, wrought iron in the center, rounded uh, and banded around the edges of the composite wood, little like stipplings in the, the wrought iron. You can feel it's got the iron uh, band and then leather straps out, so you can either slide through to have it attached, or you can hold the leather to be able to actually swing and move it yeah. out. The leather strap is not long. You can't, like, Captain America oh, no, swing no. it. But, <laughs> but it's, it's old enough that I can kind of grab it to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, with approaching the group, I'm going to take out of my pocket and pin your mistletoe back onto your... I think you might need these, and hand you your bag. Thank you. Hopefully I won't have to use them, but... We shall see. Who wants to go next? Oh, God, I, I always get nervous with these. So, as I pull out the furs from my bag, they're all snow white. Mm-hmm. So, as I put them on, shirt, pants, my boots, fur covered, all white, gloves, my cloak as well. I'll pull the hood up. It's a pretty deep hood, so it'll conceal my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it kind of like looms over. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I'll take my gray and white cloak and kind of wrap it around my backpack, almost kind of camouflage it with myself. Mm-hmm. And the only thing other than my backpack that you would see on my back is my quarterstaff. Lawrence. I'm the man in black. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, um, I mean, I've been walking around pretty well dressed for um, yeah. the job that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be uh, noticeably less bundled than everybody else mm-hmm. um like i have that stuff with me mm-hmm. but i am not like fully wrapped. super super wrapped up mm-hmm. um and um i would have come downstairs um carrying the uh, uh like it's like a pair of goggles it's like an upper face mask um anybody that was with me when I found it. It's the Eyes of the Eagle that I got Ooh, nice. multiple episodes ago. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, like episode seven or eight or nine, <laughs> somewhere around there. So, was that pre-break? Um, yes, that's pre-break. Yeah. That is a long time ago. Um, I have attuned to that over the over the evening, and um, I'd be carrying that. I don't intend to put that on until we're Pass the guards on the way out, mm-hmm. um, and I would um, get my gear together and make sure that it was uh, fixed and packed mm-hmm. uh, in a way that is easy to maneuver and carry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd make sure that I had access to, um, particularly the couple of axes that I carry, mm-hmm. um, more readily, mm-hmm. and um, I would. Uh, make sure that I knew where my snow veil covering was at mm-hmm. um, and get that accessible for when we get out beyond the walls. Mm-hmm. And um, that is me. The only one in black, apparently. Yeah. I think I forgot I have the wolf, wolf fur coat, mm-hmm. uh, cloak as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got two nice fur cloaks then. Yeah. Yeah, I also have one from Correct. early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have, I have gloves too, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you all are getting dressed, 
bundling up, getting prepared. You hear footsteps uh, begin to descend from the upstairs. And you see the familiar face of your good friend Luna walking down here and just... Oh, that's right. You guys are fucking leaving today. We are. Indeed. Uh, Surely you haven't forgotten. No. <laughs> no. Of course you wouldn't have forgotten. You, I'm not going to be working today. You would have remembered that. Yeah. Apollo, you gotta <laughs> buff the tables! <laughs> Does Apollo have a stand? A chain shirt? Uh, <laughs> that might be helpful if you According need to. that one, that's what you use. He tries his best. I was just trying to give it a good, desi- a good design. Maybe you could do that when you get back, if you do. Oh, I plan on coming back. One way or another. And then I'm going to buff your tables. I bet. He's like a plague, really. He's hard to get rid of. Yes. Uh, yeah, definitely. Imagine uh, if any of us make it back, it'll be him. Oh, that's upsetting. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, isn't it? Oh, uh, forced. Oh. And you'll be here waiting for me. No. <laughs> literally will not. I'll be to. doing literally anything else but waiting for you. You might have to move your tavern. I sell it and buy a new oh, building so I we cannot like, find it. It doesn't have feet. I think she could just lock Ether. the doors. Could lock the yeah, doors. Yeah, we just don't let him in. Fair. You can try. Oh my god. <laughs> just kill you then, I guess. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. Man, I was going to give you a nice thing, but now no. <laughs> I'm only messing with you, Luna. Really? Trying to keep my spirits up, you know, and the light of the horrors we're walking into. Probably. Retor, are you actually shaking your head now? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and you watch as she just places her hand kind of lovingly up on your shoulder because you are a little bit taller than her. I don't want you to die. I'd rather not. Good. <laughs> I hope so. But thank you. You feel this uh, kind of warmth radiate radiate out from her hand over your shoulder. Uh, you gain eight temporary hit points. <gasps> Hell yeah! Seriously, don't die. I'll do my You're best. Very weird man, but. <laughs> For some reason, everyone else likes you, and it's... I don't get it, but fine. It's not that they like me, they more tolerate me. Yeah. I'm just gonna put my thumbs up. <laughs> mm-hmm. She next steps over to you, Ratora, and just kind of like awkwardly points her finger out in your direction. I don't want to, like put my hand on you because of what's going on but like at the same time gift if cool yeah it's it's just maybe other hand cool alright and she just kind of lays (laughs) one hand under yours and the other hand over you as well receive eight temporary hit points thank you Uh, least I can do not really, but... Excuse me? Reputation? Just <laughs> rest. Fine. Thank you. Uh, next, she steps over to our good friend Felix. Oh. Green dude, what can I say, buddy? Bring it in. 
take my hood off. And... <laughs> she just hugs you and gives you like a real squeeze like around your shoulders. <laughs> You a receive, couple pats. You receive eight temporary hit points. You're such a dick, but I love you. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> just kind of shrug me a hug. I don't know what that means, but yeah. <laughs> she releases and steps back and just looks over. And... Bone? Dude? That is acceptable. Don't want to call you that. <laughs> Ethia, right? Yes. I remembered. I don't care about you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Put her here, buddy. She yep. extends her arms out. I'll give her a hug. She just pats you on the head, like, pulls you in with one arm and just pats you. You're probably gonna die if it's gonna be anyone. I'm real sorry. <laughs> I just got a feeling. Well, I appreciate your confidence and thank you very much for your hospitality that you have shown us. I totally did that yeah gave absolutely us, gave us rooms and allowed us to I, partake in your food you didn't pay we can pay no i'm just kidding we receive eight temporary hit points thank you very much and <laughs> i don't even know what to call you actually it's quite all right gloves <laughs> Sure. <laughs> she just shakes your hand. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy. You're you gain, missed. You gain eight temporary hit points. <laughs> Who's a special boy? Don't. don't. <laughs> Who's a special boy? Don't do it. And you just see her kind of reach towards her hip. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> and pulls out like a small little bone with like some meat on it. Looks like a turkey drumstick. Oh shit! <laughs> she just quickly puts the boat away. Uh, none of you saw that. Saw what? Yeah. I'm up. Yeah. What did I miss? <laughs> and she just runs over to you and just hugs you, slips the boat right into your pocket. I <laughs> <laughs> love you. You as well receive eight temporary hit points. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> And you hear the door from the kitchen open, and you see, as the door kind of creaks, you see Apollo standing there with a small little hat in his hands. Do I do it now? And Luna just looks over at him. Yeah, they're gonna fucking leave! <laughs> of course you have to do it now! Okay. Do it! <laughs> Sorry! And Apollo runs right up to Mr. Nesgrim. Cap! Thank you. She said to give it to you. I immediately put it on. She said it's because you're so thirsty. <laughs> it's a cap of water breathing. <laughs> uh, you just like... hear Luna just burst into laughter. Can just like start wheezing. <laughs> yes. Can I get that in real life too? Right. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> he just like face covers his, covers his mouth. Does uh, Apollo know what he just did? <laughs> Nesgrim would definitely. <laughs> would be laughing for yeah. sure. I was too, but you couldn't see it because mm -hmm. of my mask. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, 
You guys will be fine? Sure. And you just hear a voice kind of call out from the kitchen again. Did they leave yet? You all reckon I can't do differences in female voices good enough to be able to do Faye's voice differently. Uh, and you just watch as Lynn just looks back and just, No, they're all still here. Mm-hmm. Faye steps out from the kitchen. You can see that she has two, uh, one kind of longer, rectangular, uh, like, box, and then a small little square box. Um, we, I, who? The gloves and Vorst, you know Vorst. (laughs) Of course I know Vorst. (laughs) Faye walks over to you, extends out the longer rectangular box. Uh, Christian made something quite nice, and we thought it was very fitting for you to receive it. You have a moon-touched longsword. As you open it up, you watch as it kind of glows with a beautiful, radiant, iridescent kind of moonlight. And it seemed all too fitting for you, friend. I can't thank you enough for everything. Yes, Horst. You know everyone here loves you. And we'll be very happy to open that door for you again. I hope to come back to it. Thank you. And, uh, gloves? Um, I'm just kidding. I know y'all don't know. (laughs) I don't have the, uh, uh, don't have the heart in me to tell Luna not to tell me to do things like that. <laughs> she just enjoys her pranks with everyone here so, so much. It's quite all right. Uh, yeah, I understand. But <laughs> there is uh, much darkness out there. And I Indeed. believe that uh, you will be the one as the man in all black to lead the way. And to be the light for your friends. Understood. And uh, as you open the small box, uh, inside is a uh, small sphere. It looks like it's a composite shape of banded intersecting. Like, you know how the globes uh, have the band that go around Mm -hmm. each side at Mm -hmm. intervals? So it looks like it has the axis points. Mm -hmm. Uh, And inside is a crystalline sphere. And you have a drift globe. Ooh. Um, and I'm going to uh, pull out a piece of parchment mm-hmm. and pass it to her. Mm-hmm. If you see Professor Iris, um, I made her a promise the other day. Um, if I don't make it back, she'll need that to guide her. Yes, of course. Thank you again. Very welcome, friends. And uh, on behalf of all of the people here who so desperately try to keep what light there is in the city safe, uh, thank you. And you watch as she just kind of like taps Luna and Apollo on the shoulder and the two of them just kind of look back at them and just nod their heads and she just pulls them back quietly into the kitchen, and you watch as the three of them just give you a soft wave. Uh, I'm going to walk towards Luna mm-hmm. real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, Luna, uh, before we go... Yeah? Uh, I assume you know where my shop is? Yeah, the big weird tent thing? Yes. Do yeah. I have, like, a deed of any kind for that? Or Sure. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to 
pull it out of my bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wouldn't mind holding on to this for me, if I do not make it back, consider the land yours. She just looks at the piece of paper. Oh, dude, nice. Yo, kill him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 One could say thank you for the donation. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> for the uh, donation. Thank you, Cryptic Politics, very much. Wow. Uh, I'll, I'll just wink Seriously, mm. thank you so much. And she just kind of curls the paper back up and just pats you on the shoulder. Dude, you're not going to die. Probably. And just quickly darts into the kitchen. We got one! <laughs> you guys hear Apollo go, I don't know what it is, but yay! We're going to be opening growlers too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Six of you are standing here in the entranceway. Um, Ether, I need to stop by your shop. Okay. I don't think it's his shop anymore. <laughs> well, temporarily, I hope. I could we use these sacks for what we need to collect? Yeah. Sure. So each of you can add one additional one. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Add a sack to my inventory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sack, not pouch. Also, what was my um potion called? I guess. You oh, to... yeah. No, I have to make uh, the D and D beyond item for it, but I because I'm, that I'm for close you. to encumbered, but mm-hmm. yeah, it'll only be like ounces, so don't worry about the weight value for it. I'm, I'm gonna uh, Nesgram. Would you mind carrying my sack? <laughs> I'll be happy to hold this. <laughs> I legitimately can't support it. I have two ounces. This is how it ends. That's grim. Help me with my sack. Oh, why do I immediately go to South Park? Yes. The wheelbarrow. Yeah. If you would not mind. Uh, it's fine, Stan. Just trying to get a little bit of cancer, Stan. Just a little bit of cancer. But yeah, please, uh, mm-hmm. please carry my sack. I'll be happy to <laughs> carry your sack. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'm so supportive. Mm-hmm. Just gonna add. Mm-hmm. Just gonna add another sack to my inventory. Just gonna add Ethier so sack to my inventory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you need to stop <laughs> by my tent? He wants to get the. Do you remember? Oh yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. 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 It's up to you guys if you want to take those. I what? think it's the chop room. From you the wish brothers. to take oh, them. Right. That the is two pair. That would, fine. We can get them out of your shop. We could at least dump them in the woods if we wanted yes. to get rid of them. That's the plan, sure. I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't see having silvers being something that we would regret. Yes, mm-hmm. and there are good weapons, so if anyone would like to use one while we're out there, I mean, they can be useful. Mm-hmm. We just That's have to worry about getting rid of them before we come back. Okay. All right, let's go to Ethier's bone tent. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna carry Ethier's sack into Ethier's bone tent. As soon Thank as we you. step outside, I'm gonna switch to my uh, other boots. I just don't want them in this store, uh, mm-hmm. scuffing up the floor. Mm-hmm. Same. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'll pull up my hood before we go out, and then switch my boots. Very good. And we make our way down the street over Guards Highway, and back towards Ethier's bone tent. See no mm-hmm. disturbances still inside. People know not to bother the bone man. Mm-hmm. Or else. Mm-hmm. What were you doing before all this? Just being generally creepy out in the streets? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> His rhetoric <laughs> asking? 
Like, every Creep time in the like, streets. <laughs> you can ask. Would you like to no, buy No, I mean, <laughs> in character, probably wouldn't notice, but like you mentioned, like, everyone knows not to bother him. It's like, I mean, you met me day one. Yeah. They tried to sell you bones. Yeah. And we became friends. I don't. I don't see the problem. No, you're, you're not it's normal. Still, you're, you're friendly neighborhood. <laughs> you're garden. normal. Creeping the sh- streets. Bone mm-hmm. salesman in the sheets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got a phone to pick with you after this, right? <laughs> the one in your pocket. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull open the tent flap and. <laughs> yes, yeah, if and everyone else. Backing everybody in. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'll sure. Backing everybody inside. Mm-hmm. We all file into Ethier's bone tent. Yeah. You're standing here. Um, dig up the... Ether, I believe you had me hide my eyes from where they were located. Yes, of course. Uh, close your eyes, please. Everyone, or just me? Uh, I trust all of you enough. And I walk to the front, like, carriage portion mm-hmm. in the far corner where there's not a lot of light and dig up with the back end of my, uh, my bone sword and I pull out the little wrapped cloth of the chakrams and hand them over to you and then flatten it back out. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And I'm just going to put them somewhere deep in my bag. Yeah. Uh, before we head out into the cold, um, should we run into trouble out there, I will do my best to protect all of you. I ask that you have my back as well. I do. And should the worst happen, if you have proved yourself worthy and deserving of it and the actions you have taken in life, I will carry you across the river. Ethier, this is rather dark, but should anything happen to you, what do you wish us to do with you? Perhaps a nice chandelier. (laughs) (laughs) Ethier, the chandelier. <laughs> Feel free to use chandelier. What of me you wish to use? I ask that you not bury me alone out there to be left trapped. Use what you can. Would you like to be burnt? Uh, not particularly. Unless it's something if you need a fire, sure. If something should happen to me, I simply ask that you attempt to find someone to continue my work I do not wish for others to go through what my uncle went through and I have not yet found another outside of Adrian aside from possibly you Ritora that now has the ability to do what I do it is not with an easy heart that I ask you to take up my post should I die, but if you can at least temporarily until you are able to find another, I would greatly appreciate it. It won't come to that. I hope not. Should things go bad and we slowly run out of supplies, I will be the last to go, so that I may escort all of you across. It won't come to that. Simply being realistic, it is dangerous. Well, But certainly less dangerous with six than it is with one when I am normally alone. But I will not leave you out there. I promise you that. 
I appreciate that. Well, friends, let's go trudge through some snow. It's time. Ready when you are. Good day. Chakras are huge. Oh, yeah. I thought they were small. No, they're like the size of a frisbee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like sneaking weapons into Disneyland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, Mickey! <laughs> Have you snuck weapons? I'm here for your head! What if no, Mickey pops have, his ears off? You said you shoved them all the way into your bag. That's why I snickered, because I'm like, it's like you're trying to sneak <laughs> shit into Disney, mm-hmm. Disney World. Sure. I'm telling you, that's how you get them in. All those Mickey ears. In this scenario, the, the wilderness is that's, Disney World. That's silver. You just get oh. a good flight. Yeah, that's uncomfortable. <laughs> all right, I'm going to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. No bathrooms in the woods, Mr. Nesgrim. Doesn't need to be the woods are the bathroom. Doesn't Nesgrim shit in the woods? <laughs> Stay <laughs> tuned and find out! <laughs> Start making our way to the passage into North Slopes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I assume we would uh, get to the east wall and not go up Guards Highway? Yes. Good. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Definitely not today, yeah. of all days. As you guys step out, it is uh, very early in the morning. You can see that it's still... Uh, sun is quite low in the sky. Things around you are still a little dark. At a lovely time of the morning. Cold. Not much colder than usual, but you are still safe inside of the city's walls that will protect you from... The majority of the wind outside. You make your way over towards the east walls of Slums West and begin to walk north towards the area which you have passed through several times. Uh, as you do, you arrive and you can see she feels very appropriate. You see a uh, average to slightly below average height uh, woman in her early to mid-thirties with long braided blonde hair, blue eyes and light ivory skin uh, probably closer to like Sarah's complexion uh, you can see that she is standing here and she's got her chainmail on a buckler and she just kind of hesitantly goes down towards her short sword the handle as you all approach um this is a lot of people. What's happening? We are traveling out into the snow. Okay. Um, why would you... Are you going to die? Hopefully not. That's not the goal. Probably. Okay. We will return in a, a few days' time. Alive? I certainly hope so. Hopefully. Don't return if you're not alive. I'll do my best. <laughs> you would not dream of it. Good. 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 Passes? Yes? Yeah, show my pass. Slowly pulls her hand back from the hilt of her sword sword <laughs> and reaches inside towards the lever and pulls it and quickly pulls her hand back through. Don't come back if you're dead. We won't. Wouldn't dream of it. No. No. Does she look like she's seen some stuff? 
<laughs> or is she just scared of the prospect? Of you, yeah. you may make an insight check if like you would to like. I make an insight check. Um, do I recognize oh. this guard? Uh, I would say no. The majority of the mornings in which you pass through for your things, you have not met her. Seven. Seven? Mm. I got a twelve. Uh, yeah. I mean, she seems unnerved. Uh, it seems like her selection in terms of discussing those elements of your return is very different from other people that you've spoken with. Uh... In terms of, like, her demeanor, you can tell that she looks genuinely rattled. Um, even though it's quite early in the morning, you can see, like, deep bags underneath her eyes. And, you know, she's not yawning in front of you, but you sure. can tell that she's, like, still a little tired. But as, as in terms of... She seems... Concerned, concerned. yeah. Pardon my intrusion. I did not mean to overstep. Uh, did you have a, a rough evening last night? Are you okay? No, don't don't go to work. Is always tiresome. Gotta be up very early. Of course. Uh, you mentioned uh, the obviously for us not to come back if we are dead. Have you seen strange things before like that? I mean, no. No. Stories, then? Stories. Strange. Cold things. Like cold breezes for no reason? Yes, a chill on your neck when no one's around. Perhaps the window was open. I live alone. And I keep my windows closed. I'll say a prayer for you. <laughs> Thank you, you, my good sir. She seemed happy about that? Yeah, actually. Like, I'll tell you outright, she seems a little relieved. Thank you. Of course. Uh, my name is Ethier. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Oh. Sorry. Uh, Julia. <clears throat> You're going out into the snow? Indeed. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? To the Fellwood. Oh. Alright. Is there something you need? No. No, not from the Fellwood. Thank you, though. Where from? I'm sorry, sir. It's no bother. I wish you all safe travels, and please come back alive. We will. Only alive. Only alive, indeed. Please do not return if you're not. I'll not let them. He won't. That's good. That's a good thing to do. We'll see you in a few mornings. Take care. You too. Get some holy water. I never thought of that. <laughs> you see, just kind of, kind of like looks up. 
That's a smart man. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Did I just have an interaction go well? <laughs> and what does it any, mean? You didn't say anything wrong. You, you said the right thing. I feel like he tried to. As a, he as really like, tried. I will, I will nod at the guard and we will all look. Just usher Nesgrim away so he can't mess it up. Quickly. Leave now, leave now, leave now. Never talk to her again. It's perfect. Take these your location. What is it? What a name! <laughs> oh my god. What a guy. <laughs> we pop over through the path. Thumbs up. Towards the other end. Mm. What a guy. To be clear, that was west to north, right? Yes. Okay. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, as you approach the uh, portcullis to lead you into North Slums, uh, as you guys are approaching, you can see from the distance, obviously, it's very dark here in the morning in this tunnel. Very little ambient light coming in, but obviously, the majority of you have dark vision. You can see the shape of this man silhouetted against the white snow on the opposite side of the, the portcullis. And he just looks at all of you as you approach, and he just, hand on his hip, just beckons you forward. All right, all right. If you're going, you're going. Yep. Is this a familiar face or a new face? I don't believe you guys have met Elric. I do not believe so. I don't so. think so. Oh, name sounds familiar. I think I have. What's he look like? I don't think in terms of the mm. Dawn Guard for who you've met, in Slums West, you guys have met Elric. El, maybe, maybe A E L R I C. Yeah, there might have been another character in a different campaign. But that's okay. What I mean. And also from Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yup. Yeah, but he beckons you all forward. We're going. Uh, Moving on up to the west side. And he just pulls it and just looks at all of you. Big party. Very early. Safer to travel in groups. Big plans. Absolutely up here. You're fucking right it is. <laughs> Safety in numbers. As long as you can trust your numbers. One, two. <laughs> no, don't trust two. Two's a liar. Oh, that means I gotta kill Joseph. No, it, it is, it is a, a, an old uh, farmer's joke. What have I done? You killed Joseph. Oh, you guys are farmers. Shh. Uh, he, he is, yes. Yep. He's a farmer. Sure yes. am. Okay. I farm yes, great. grew up on a farm, actually. Okay. <laughs> I did. He did. Okay. <laughs> and then I was ordered to Oshwamp. Told to come here. Down. Also a farmer's tale. Yes. Uh, yeah. Yes. I'm perhaps oh, perhaps okay. if, we, if we return, he can tell you the rest. Yeah, as long as he buys me an ale. Absolutely. Very well. I didn't Elric. catch your name, sir. Elric. Elric. Mm. Yalum Lo. Good to meet you. Ethier. And Ethier. Uh, check out Growlers if you're looking for a good ale. All right. I'm going to just pat Nesgrim on the back and start pushing him through the gate. Yeah? Shut up. Growlers for an ale. 
I thought it never would, thought we talked that. about this. I thought it would go better this we time. We talked about you this, remember? Yeah, I was going to ride that wave. When you hear the lever again click down, and you hear the descending wires and chains of the portcullis begin to close behind all of you as you stand here inside of North Slums. Nesgrim, do you remember the conversation that we... There's not, like, a guard right next to us, I assume. I mean, there's him. Sure. But yeah, you guys, as, as if we're, you're as saying we're this as you're walking yeah, yeah, as we're Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you okay. would not see a guard sure. in your area. Uh, as you're leaving, though, I'll say that you, you, and you hear this man go, that was a weird fucking party. Uh, probably gonna have to report this. Suggest we should probably get a move on. You can see my face. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not saying what about you is weird. Yeah. He's just indicating that like it's weird. It's strange this that six out. people yeah. are leaving yeah. and sure. coming through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, as we're walking away out of earshot, Nesgrim, do you remember the single conversation that we had last night that I told you? Don't talk to the guards. Right. What did you just do? I talked to two. But the first first one one was fine. The second one, you confessed your fucking life story. Mm. Perhaps the first one was accidentally fine. Probably. I didn't so much tell my life story. You told him you were ordered to Oshwamp. Making it like a farmer would send things to Oshwamp. But not the farmer. No one orders a farmer. Oh, I suppose that's true. Please be careful with your words. Fair. You have a kind soul. I do wish to carry you across, but if you are a liability to the others, that does uh, detract some points. I imagine his words will be the least of our concerns in the Fellwood. I certainly hope so. There won't be anyone for me to talk to. Don't talk to bears. If we wake up while you're, (laughs) other than that particular one, but if we, if you, and I still shouldn't talk to that bear. Correct. No, you can talk to Retora. Don't, don't touch the bear. Really, any bear. Do not touch any bear. You guys pass by the site of justice, which you guys know for the two individuals who've been here in the city as the large ceremonial burial ground. You're making your way towards North Gate, which, again, two of you, three of you, technically know the location. You know that it is right by the North Guard, the barracks that houses all the guards here in North Slums. Uh, as you make your way to Northgate, uh, there is a average height man, uh, around my height, uh, short red hair, a very round face, uh, just looking over in your direction, kind of looks around above all of you. Uh-huh. Good morning. Uh-huh. No, it's not. That's a morning. A morning, then? Yeah. What do you want? Uh, We would like to pass through the gate. No. Uh, May I ask why? No. Just pull out my pass. Thanks, dude. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll also pull pull the lever. Do you need the pass to get out of the city? No. (laughs) He doesn't like chatter. Yeah. Put my pass away. So fucking tired. Just gonna nod at him and walk through. Yeah. God, I fucking hate this job. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Someday they'll just hang me. <laughs> sweet, 
sweet noose. Someday. Oh my God. I'd commit a crime, but I know they wouldn't just hang me for it. They'd get... I, I see Nesgrim looking, and I just turn his head and keep pushing him. They'd beat me. It's so lonely here. I just... Lonely. I just... <laughs> 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 that cab of water breathing ain't helping with you. <laughs> uh, Fast as thirst cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm still moving. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably dra- out of earshot. I'm yep. dragging, dragging Nesgrim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you all make your way outside of the city of Oshawn. For three of you, the first time in several days. Well, for all of you, the first time in several days, but to the three of you, a familiar sight. Uh, but for the three of you, that this is your first time outside once more, you feel that kind of ominous weight as the portcullis behind you closes as you get through the... out into the snow. And you look down and you realize that there is a bit of a, a winding path ahead of you that stretches out north that has some definitive foot traffic. There hasn't been much snowfall um, the last several hours, and you can see that there are a few sets of footprints. It looks like they head out north a little bit, and then they uh, turn a very harsh left. Uh, for the three of you who have been outside of the city previously, you know that this is what they call the broken road, and that that path to the left leads over towards the ice of Fisher's Depths the lake that freezes over each winter that individuals who still need to ensure that they maintain ample supplies of food in the city and some fish are farmed as delicacies. Outside of the north? Sorry? Outside of the north, yeah? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is this the only way out of the city as far as we're aware, or are there other Well, you came in through the southern entrance into the promenade. But But that's closed during the the Mm -hmm. winter season. Mm-hmm. So theoretically, this is the only other mm-hmm. way in and out of mm-hmm. Correct. And it was Fisherman's Death? Depths. Fisher's Depths. Depths. Fisher's Depths. Uh, so, for the three of you that have not been out here, uh, as you step out, though, and you're on this broken road, you can see for fair distance ahead of you, it looks like it's primarily flat, open ground. There's a soft breeze. It is still, as I indicated before, so early in the morning that the sun rising in the east as it crests over the edges, the peaks of those mountains, casts kind of sporadic rays of light over you. It's almost eerily, peacefully beautiful, if not for the city being so wicked. But for miles, all you see is open snow. Well, to the others and not. I'll follow. How far did you say it was to Fisher Steps? How far? Yeah. You said it's visible, but. Oh, uh, no, the path is visible. The path is visible. Yes. How uh, far is it? And that's in the other direction, correct? Fisher's Depths is mm-hmm. to the west, yes. Uh, I would tell you that you guys know Fisher's Depths is about an hour and a half to two hours of a walk outside to the west. Okay. And mm-hmm. then. Um. The other lake is to the east, correct? There's another. 
Uh, Hunter's Folly is somewhat of a lake, I guess more you could toward, call it. More toward the Fellwood. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Y'all are standing here. I will I we... follow whoever is leading. Um, I have no idea what to do. Ethia, <laughs> y'all know? I'll go out in front. Mm-hmm. It's nice to be out of the city. I'll follow behind Yellowmore. Mm -hmm. Indeed. I'll, I'll walk next to Yellowmore. With mm -hmm. looking at the uh, the map in the past few days, I suppose we could traverse to Fisher's Depths first. Perhaps Hunter's Folly is better? If you think so. We're on track for the rest of what we need. Straight journey. I like it. Mm hmm. If we don't find enough blood purge, perhaps Fisher steps on the way back. It's always here if we need it. Mm -hmm. Close enough to the city, we can swing on the way back if we need to as well. Well, shall we then? To Fisher's Depths. Or, sorry, to Hunter's Folly. Hunter's Folly, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I will tell you guys uh, that you know that Hunter's Folly is east, like... So the Fellwood, if it if you view the southern tip as a line, you know that Hunter's Folly is at the southeast corner, so that is the farthest thing away in terms of proximity to the Fellwood. If you guys would like to go to Hunter's Folly first, you can do that, but you will have to walk the many mile stretch of the southern portion of the Fellwood. Entirely up to you guys though. Do we have a map? Nobody got one, right? That we have the the I, uh, I mean I've map provided I people. You. Yeah. Mm -hmm the map previously. But then our, we, like, as characters, we have the ancient... You have the old one yeah, that I have the was map, given. Yeah. Yes. And that's uh, in world details if you need it. Oh, is mm -hmm. it? I put it in Procreate so I can write on it. Mm -hmm. <gasps> yeah, I mean... that I have everything that we need is to the east side of the Fellwood. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we are currently southwest of the Fellwood. Correct. So, starting at the southeast portion of the Fellwood mm -hmm. would put us in line with... Yeah. There's a... In-world details. The area in which you are around if you would like to view that. But yeah, where you guys want to go is where you guys want to go. Alum Love, Vorst, uh, what do you think is best? I suppose with uh, the things that we would need from the Fellwood, traveling there would probably be the best case not waste much time getting out there. Go get what we need. And then pass through to Hunter Swally. Okay. Onward then, friends. Are we taking the road? It's up to you guys. You guys can either take the broken road and then go uh, as indicated Hunter's way, or you guys can walk through the snow towards the Fellwood. As somebody who's traveled out into the Fellwood, um... You walk through the snow with the Loggers Guild. Benefits 
drawbacks? Slightly faster. Uh, no real drawbacks. Just in terms of you need to know the area in which you're entering in the Fellwood. Right. Like, many miles. You would know certain points in the southwest area are the uh, indications in which you guys have spent the majority of your time felling trees. Mm-hmm. So your localized area for entry points would be in the southwest. Hunter's Way, the road that leads into the Fellwood, is several miles north of that. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of not backtracking. Mm-hmm. That going through the snow and mm-hmm. toward the southeast portion would be the most direct route toward mm-hmm. things that we are looking for. Sure. Yep. If that's what you guys would like to do. I'm good with that. I default to Yalumo's judgment. Mm-hmm. As will I. I mm-hmm. have no knowledge of this area. Mm-hmm. I have no knowledge of this place. Mm-hmm. Sounds fair to me. Very to the snow. Keep the your snow. nose alert. Smells like a Yankee candle out here. A what now? Cantrip candle? Mm -hmm. Yes, a cantrip candle. Do we have a snow? Ice knife set? No. They gotta get on that. Sharp and wintry. Damn, 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 damn. So, I mean, on foot, like I've indicated before, you know that it is about a a three-hour journey towards that entry point for the Fellwood for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, that indicates to the three of you that are experienced with traveling in the snow uh, that that is about four to five miles worth of walking. Like, this is not yeah. an immediate, easy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say that, because again, this is the open snows instead of the open road, uh, that you're able to make this leg of the journey quite uneventfully. Uh, the only thing of note that you guys would pass is you're going to walk right through the areas of the bones of the ancient ones. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I'm gonna, I want to take a look at those. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah, I'm going to point these out. out. I mean, you guys walk through them. It's like an amusement park, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't walk through anything. Okay. okay. We'll see you um, in a week then. Mm-hmm. They're Once we're gigantic. outside of the city, mm-hmm. I would gobble up. Yeah. Snow veil. Yeah, same mm-hmm. veil, veil as well. Mm-hmm. When we get to the bones, though, pull the veil up. The hood comes off. Yeah. I'm gonna take a look at them. Yeah. So, in, in terms of their description, uh, for what you guys are able to see, uh, these are cool. quite large, uh, different pieces of bone from what obviously are incredibly massive creatures. Paul, make a history check. Oh, baby. I sp- I, I'll. I'm not gonna not walk 15. through them. Fifteen. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you can tell that the size of these creatures indicate that whatever they were, uh, there's not really composite structure. It looks as though they're remnants from several different things, but judging just from the visual, you're not like the most experienced with anatomy in general, Mm -hmm. but just looking at the size of a bone, uh, you would have the interpretation that these things are maybe around 25, 30-ish feet. Oh my god. In, in height, uh, because you're looking at a singular bone, uh, one that you might... They're, they're up out? Yeah, they protrude snow. out into oh. the sky. <laughs> uh-huh. That's why I said it looks like a fucking amusement park. <laughs> like, these things are visible from far away. <laughs> Would I Dead. be able to determine if they're, like... Animal or animal something structure, else? structure, like humanoid, or... So it takes you a few moments, but just, you know, 
as you walk around, some of them definitively feel humanoid, and, mm-hmm. and you find what looks like in one area long bones that might be reminiscent of a great hand, like gripping into the dirt. Actually, seeming to still have that sort of structure. structure. Mm-hmm. Like the cupping of the palm would be something that is large enough that if you wanted to, you could definitively walk under it. I know. I know. I shouldn't. I know. I shouldn't. Do I see? Are these like I... comparable in size to just from things we've seen before, like the the size of the Watchers? Larger. Larger than the Watchers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ethier, has anyone? ever attempted to expose the bottom portion of these bones. I do not believe anyone has tried to dig down significantly that I know of, but they are extremely solid and not able to be broken. The fragment that I claim to have in my museum is not actually a fragment of these bones. It is simply something I use to draw people to my shop to get them out of potentially going to the North Slums and bringing them to Elisa. Uh, It's a fragment of a regular bone that I use, but many people see it on the way in the city and it acts as a a draw for them. So, a a bit of a lie, but... I knew it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Just gonna walk up to a bone protruding and just lightly place my hand on it. Uh, so I will say that in the area that you are, I'll say that you would probably still be, at least in the area of your companions, uh, I'll say that you would go over to the large hand that looks like it's poking into the dirt. You place your hand onto what you would think would be Mm -hmm. one of the fingers or something like that. Very cold. Very hard. You feel it almost like, uh, strange that there's no erosion. I'm gonna uh, divine sense while I'm touching it. Celestial fiend undead, correct? Mm-hmm. 60 feet, not behind total cover? Mm-hmm. Sense no presence. Uh, also, hallow spell. You sense no hallow spell. Well, can, can, can anyone identify these? Well, I can tell you they're not alive. They look somewhat humanoid. Mm-hmm. That's all I got from them. Yeah, I mean, part of the indication is, you know, off in the distance, I'll say maybe about 60 to 70 feet away from you, you see one of them look like that looks like it is the uh, exterior of a protruding rib cage, sans sternum. So the incredibly large curled bones of the rib cage that look like they ascend up you know, 19, 20 feet in height into the air. Spine? Uh, not visible to you. Uh, possibly, but dirt, snow. Understood. You can see even, like, the heights and the tips of the snow, and on the back of, like, the bone of the hand, you can see the snow rests softly Why on has... the flat surfaces. Why has no one tried to dig them up before? ground is extremely hard during the winters and very muddy and horrible during the warmer months. It is not worth the amount of effort and cost it would be to dig them up. They are very, very... I would also tell you think of the weight. Yeah. Fair. And think about collapsing. (laughs) Like, true. 
if that thing falls. That on thing someone. falls like you're getting crushed by effectively thousands of pounds of yeah. weight. That's fair. They're very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he also doesn't know if anyone has tried. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Yeah, for sure. I continue to look. We'll have to stop back on our way back. Mm-hmm. Can you mark their positions? I doubt they'll move, but. We'll see them. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah, I mean, I would tell you that you know for your entire ten yeah, years they've... exploring out, they've never moved. Yeah, fair. Mm-hmm. I do not think they have ever moved in my ten years out here, Nazgrim. Uh, I think Good. the ground would shake as well. It is close enough to the city that uh, people would notice if a Our large... aches and his loan begins No, it's fine. <laughs> no, just no. <laughs> no, no. No, no. Just no to that. No, 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 yeah, no, take no, those words no, back. That no. is not it. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Uh, it's we fine. we would feel it. I think mm-hmm. the earth would shake. Well, let's hope they don't decide to start moving anytime soon. I hope not. Why and if they do, the if they do start to move, <laughs> I will blame you because you touched did, them. Did, did you read anything? And I'll look at you here. Uh, I'll make a history check. Probably not. I mean, uh, no, the you're not making a history okay. check. You would not have yeah, read anything. Okay. No, I mean that. physically near the bones. Oh, I was kind of you being, mean being like... condescending because of the statue. Oh, oh. oh, okay, sure. I can assure you of one thing. The only thing that's out here that should be moving is us. We can discuss along the way. We have finite resources that we need to be mm-hmm. taken care of. And it'd be in our best interest to keep moving if you would all like to keep breathing. Mm-hmm. Sure. Pull my hood up. Mm-hmm. And yeah. on. So I would say it, it would be about an hour to about 90 minutes before you have reached <laughs> these things. So you would know you're a little shy of maybe halfway in route to the Felwood. But uh, as you continue your journey, the sun continues to rise, and you can see the expansive forest ahead of you come more cleanly into view. You see the incredibly large, coniferous, pine needled trees in the distance. Tall. 20-25 feet in height for the majority of them as you approach them. Quite intimidating, even from a distance. Are there Um, any significant changes in temperature as the uh, sun rises? Very slightly. Uh, I would say that it is bristling cold and there is a continuous sense of not strong gusts of winds, but like a perpetual light breeze. You guys would all, as people, equate this with being like hitting zero degrees outside. That biting chill where even for those of you that are very well covered, some parts of you still feel that like wind strike against your skin that awkward slap of discomfort but we continue our way towards the fellwood in the areas in which Yalumwell and the loggers guild have previously entered you would have entered in at a similar spot in the southwest portions because a lot of the people that you helped across were people that met accidents out in the fellwood yep Uh, but as you guys are approaching and making your way towards it you two once more know that the Fellwood is very dense. Uh, there are not really paths. There are small clearings that mostly have been made by individuals of the Logging Guild because they do try to clear inward. Uh, so this way they're not endangering themselves by going in too deep, but sure. they don't want to uh, 
just take like trees that yet. are not ready yet. Or just raise it completely. Correct, exactly. Yeah, yeah. they try to be careful and they try to take uh, trees that are well-grown, that are sturdy and healthy. Sure. You're not culling bad wood yep. out here. Um, Friends, which what are we pursuing first? Blood birch. Okay. And ice diamonds. Yes, because bit hunter's folly. Yes, they're close nearby to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. I just didn't know what we were in search of now. Um. About how far, to my recollection, are we from where I had my accident? Uh, I would say that you know that in the areas in which you were previously culling was about two miles maybe in to the fellwood. From this point. Yeah. Because you guys aren't inside yet. So, I mean, two miles from where you are, you're about a mile out. So, like, it was not that deep into the fellwood, about a mile in. Straight north end? Northeast? East? Uh, from the southwest corner, slightly northeast inward. Um, we can also get uh, ice diamonds while we're near Hunter's Folly. Indeed. Which way? Perhaps it would be wisest to stay fairly close to the edge of the wood as we continue east toward Hunter's Folly. sense whatever you think is best we also need sap from the trees in the eastern fell wood which is again i'm assuming i have that right uh yeah, the tourist trees are in the mm-hmm. mountains yeah, yeah the tourist trees, trees are in the mountains. mountains but that is also yeah that direction yeah everything is on the east yeah, side of the fell wood mm-hmm. some of it is northeast yeah northeastern mm-hmm. where was the same have the location for the bijou trees um i don't i don't have a location actually for anything in the ailment the malo bowen flower bija tree crispy leaf those things ethier mostly gets in the fellwood yeah trees were also in the mountains i figured there was a location that was given to us and i just didn't have it written down in terms of those items um yeah i guess uh ethier how far into the wood would we need to go to perhaps come across some of the ailments? Uh, I assume Maybe they're just kind of like scattered about, or they yeah, they're usually scattered about. I mean, you find them uh, naturally, organically growing, usually within the first like four to five miles inside of the fellwood. Okay. Again, the majority of the time that you're going out, you're in the southwest into the west side because you're. Yeah, I'm just going up and then. Well, you're entering in the southwest, and yes, you're just going straight up towards the area in which the hunters enter, because southwest is where the logging crew enters. Yep. West is where the hunters enter, so you're kind of going in like a line here. Yeah, got it. So, in terms of things that are needed, you know things that have been described are in the southwest to the edge of the west. Yep, got it. Um, They are in the... uh the southwestern side a few miles in uh, I usually run up the western side but I imagine as we are making our way to the southeastern side we will come across them they are fairly abundant I pick them up as I am 
traveling through doing my other work. Perhaps we can go just far enough in to increase the odds. I think so. Before we step in, uh, I would say thank you, Arthur. Mm-hmm. Thanks to Arthur. Yes. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Onward. Shall we? Let's. Entering in at the southwest point. Yep. Very good. Ether, would you be leading them in directions that you have previously traversed to try to find more of these things? Um, I think so, but not too much uh, towards the north, just because we're trying to go south. So you would stay yeah, at the south trying to stay, trying to stay the south. near in this corner. Yeah, Going if, far enough to... Yeah, to increase our odds of finding yeah, them, but not fine. too far north. Sure. Oregon. Make me a survival check. Natural 20. Mm. Sure. Yes. Yeah, so you enter into a position in which you are very familiar. Uh, you know that about half a mile in, uh, traversing through a more sparsely uh, area, a more sparsely infected area of the woods with, you know, a little less dense. Uh, you lead them back to a small field in which you primarily gr- uh, gather your Bowen's flower. Okay. Uh, as you approach, I'll tell you that it's not a field and that it's like a, a meadow or anything like that. It's a small clearing. Uh, you know you're mostly able to gather Bowen's leaf here, uh, but the other things are in different areas in terms of your time traversing deeper into the woods. Okay. Uh, but I will... Since you natural 20 uh, I'll give you the full two ounces of Bowen's Leaf in terms of capping that roll for what value you would find. Awesome. Uh, how do I see Ether collect? The Bowen's Leaf? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I mean, you typically kneel down and uh, bone dagger yep. at the stem. Yeah, snip. Produce small amount of the stem, but majority the petal and the, the bud-like sprout. At the center of the flower. Yes. Do I feel any different at this point? With how far away you are? Yeah. You've noticed that you haven't had to make any kind of saves. Mm-hmm. That's what I'll say to Sarah the person. I would say to Rotora, you feel a little less burdened. You feel a bit more clear-minded. Uh, you don't feel idyllic. You don't feel peace. But you feel a little bit more reserved still. As he's gathering up ether, is it possible that they could grow in, in the city? I'm just going to keep an eye on the tree line uh, as they're doing that. I am not sure. Uh, the soil in the city has been stamped by so many boots uh, and is so frequently covered in snow not protected by the thick canopy of trees I am not sure that it would be easy to grow them it is possible e- that they might in, in your tent with the, the proper soil I suppose I have not tried uh, my work takes me out here anyway I do not generally have time to garden them inside the city it is easier for me to pick them up as I travel but I have not tried uh, Perhaps 
Ritora could assist. If we are able easier. to take a small bit of extra that we do not need. Are there any seeds? Mm. Perhaps Ritora could assist. <gasps> yeah, no, they're super pretty. Oh, they are pretty. Mm -hmm. Perhaps Ritora could assist. Yeah, the like tuber like center. Cleansed what is ailing her. Yes. Would be very helpful to Luna, certainly. Sure. And to me. Can I collect the seeds? Make a survival check. Ten. Ten? Yeah. I'll say that you, you know, take a few moments and uh, discern where on the flower in the, like, central parts of, like, the tubers you can see that there are small little pods. And you procure, I'll say, a dozen seeds. Hmm. Out of the flowers that he has plucked. I'll say that because of, again, the natural 20, you get the two ounces is like two ounces because it's about 20 flowers. Sure. <laughs> like you're yeah, able yeah. to find, as you take a few moments, as you're scouring this small area, you're finding a pocket of like two to three flowers at the base of a tree, taking their stems. It takes you about 15, 20 minutes okay. worth of time to procure all of these things. Yeah, from this like small clearing. Yeah, but you're effectively finding all in the area in which you typically traverse here Correct. to find Bowen's flower. Cool. Still um, keeping an eye out. So as we're standing here, mm -hmm. um, looking around as, as he's gathering, mm -hmm. and Victoria's gathering seeds, mm -hmm. and I look at the trees, are they similar to the ones in the Divine Woods? No. No? Uh, so in terms of the trees that are primarily occupying this area, uh, they're coniferous like pine trees where they've got needles, they're sharp. You can see that uh, the majority of them, because of the way in which they, uh, for the trees, this is where you get like pine cones and things like that, the traditional large-shaped conical pine cones uh, hanging from branches of the trees. Uh, the majority of them here, because it is still the winter, these are evergreens. So they are still full and green and lush. They don't change color. What is uh, the snow depth like in the area? For where you guys are standing, uh, because it is the Fellwood itself, uh, despite having had several more feet of snow that has been cleared throughout your time in Oshwamp during the winter, uh, feels like it's about a foot, foot and a half, instead of the full like four, four and a half feet worth of snow that has fallen so far. I'm gonna grab a handful of pine needles. Yeah. Just stick them in my pocket. Yeah. Or grab a couple handfuls. Yeah, as you pull tea. them, like they smell incredibly charming. Maybe make tea out of these mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. Better tea. Mm hmm. Yes, tea that won't kill me. Mm hmm. Um, is it possible to dig down to the earth? I mean, through a foot, it'll take you, you know, I'll say maybe five, ten minutes. That's what you would like to do. I mean, it, he's I'm taking harvesting. time doing this anyway, mm -hmm. but you also are harvesting seeds. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. But again, you find the majority, if not all, of the Bowen's flower that is in this pocketed little area that has been able to survive in this harsh weather. Cool. I'll bundle it up how I normally would. I'm assuming I'm like a cloth mm -hmm. of some kind, and I'll hand it to a Nesgrim to put mm -hmm. into one of the sacks. Mm -hmm. uh, be careful with these, please. Yeah. Sure. You... Charted down two ounces yeah, so far. Down, yeah, cool. Two ounces. Lightly place that into the mm -hmm. ether sack. Mm -hmm. Nice. Uh, forest. 
Make me a perception check. Uh, with advantage. Am I sniffing or listening? Oh yeah, you're sniffing. Oh boy, that's a natural 20. <laughs> what Hell the fuck, yeah. friends? <laughs> <laughs> He's there! <laughs> sure. I can smell you! Mm-hmm. I can smell. I can bite. Uh, so having now traversed about, uh, you know, that half a mile or so in from the southwest portion, you, again, with another natural 20, because we're just fucking killing it today, um, you can smell a hint as a breeze kind of makes its way, cracking against the trees, the trunks in your area. You smell faintly in the distance, coming from the north. Wet leather and... Blood. Not old, not fresh, but with your sense of smell, probably be able to discern within the last uh, day, maybe two days. So lingering, lingering. enough that it's it's not like somebody's standing there, and I'm just correct. I blowing mean, past. It, them. Yeah, in, in my eyes, in this uh, very clear. <laughs> area in which smells would not really be dispersed quickly mm-hmm. because of the, the air being so clean, so clear. Still linger. I don't think that we're alone out here. There appears to be another that I can smell. Oh. Someone wearing leather. Possibly have been bleeding or hunting. I would have been shocked if we were alone. It is not fresh, but not old. Where? North. Can I discern, like, about how far? No, not really. I mean, I would say again with a natural 20, I would tell you uh, maybe 400 yards. Mm. So, I mean, uh, in terms of a walking time, maybe only about 10, 10, 12 minutes. About 10, 12 minutes away, north. Worth investigating, perhaps? Perhaps. If there's someone that... A missing logger, perhaps? It's near enough. Yeah, you would know that it's near enough. Could have had Do you wish to investigate? Don, you would also know it's near enough to potentially be a hunter. Sure. Mm-hmm. Could be a hunter as well. Maybe someone who needs your help. If it's gotten to that point, yes, I suppose so. Northward, then? If you wish to investigate, yes. I think so. So do you guys. Let's go. Yep. Keep an eye out for more of the ailment ingredients before Oops. we're going to head north. Nascrim, keep your head on a swivel. We're not sure if he has friends or not. I'll keep an eye out, and I'll drop my hand to my sword and just have it there at the ready. Sure. Um, actually, if you could give me one moment, I'm going to dig through my bag and pull out the chakrams. Mm-hmm. And on my dominant hand, which I guess would be my right hand, mm-hmm. I'm going to loop them over my arm. Okay. Wear them like a bracelet, kind of. So that way I can still use my sword, but they're there at the ready. Do you know what I mean? Are they sharp? They are sharp edges, and I will tell you definitively that there is a realistic chance that you accidentally injure yourself. You may do it, but I will tell you in advance that there will be a warning of you might injure yourself or a companion. Could you perhaps strap them to your might belt? 
sway, and the blades would be on the outside. Right, the inside of the chakram. Sure, where my I mean, arm would go. Moving, right? Mm-hmm. No, I understand if that. Sure. If I'm nearby and they're on my wrist, and I swing near someone, it can slash. Them. If you swing towards yourself, it could slash. Mm-hmm. Slash mm-hmm. you or shoot. us if we're nearby. They're yes. a circle. Yes, I, I would. It would be unlikely to slash him in chainmail, where he'd be moving his arm, right? I mean, it would depend on the angle in which he's swinging. Like, if he comes down, he can catch his own stomach, he could catch his thigh. Sure. I would, yeah. you know, I, I would keep it as close as I could to my actual hand, which is going to be on my sword hilt, so it won't just Sure, fly I mean, off. the opening for their handle, though, is not just that. that. It's large. Yeah, so oh. it's going to move around. Right. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm going to put it on my wrist to where it's somewhat at the ready okay and i'll just be mindful that it's there in case i have to swing my sword near anyone sure when i reach for my handle i'll make sure they lay as flat as they can against my stomach so that way when i pull it they're not slashing, slashing you. do you have they're... a shield yeah in this hand mm-hmm. on your shield arm if i put them on my shield arm then grab them it's moving a lot less it's against the shield yeah. we're on your belt you literally put them in your that's a fair point. In your shield hand. That's fair. Actually, I probably should put them in my shield. I'll put them on this hand instead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can just drop your shield, call an ambulance, but not for me. My goal was, I was more thinking about using it as like a throwing weapon. So it's around your wrist, you're not going to be able to throw them without We dropping can discuss the logistics anyway. on the way to yes. Yes. whatever this walking. is. Yep. I'll say into his mind as we're walking, please don't cut me. I won't cut you, but I, I do pull them out, and we have that discussion about where do I keep them as we're yeah. walking along. I'm going to keep my head on a swivel looking at the ground for other ingredients. Sure. As we're walking. So I'm going to look up forest guide. trees above as we're walking. Yeah, I mean, there are uh, sporadically areas in which you can uh, see through the, the canopy of the... Because, again, they grow upwards. They don't really grow out. Right. So, I mean, every few feet you can see up into the beautiful sky. Are there any signs of life? Like nests and things like that. Make a perception check. While we're walking as well, I'm looking for any patches where there may be less snow. Make a perception check. Two plus four. Four, six. I mean, I would still say, like, you're walking, you're not walking at a rapid pace, so I mean, your pass is a 14. Uh, I'll give you the benefit of the the in-between, so. uh, As you're walking, if you're looking up, you can see that there are birds' nests. You can see that there are small uh, birds like swallows uh, mm-hmm. and blue jays. Uh, Sarah, you were looking for softer patches? Yeah, 18. Uh, yeah, so I mean, in areas near the, the bases of the trunk, you can see that for about foot, maybe mm-hmm. foot and a half out from the base of the trunk, you can see that there's definitively less snow. It doesn't look like it's concave and that like it's jutting down harshly at a, mm-hmm. a stern angle. But there's definitely a decline like as it goes towards the trunk. Flurries out a little bit. Mm-hmm. You want to approach a tree trunk, or? Yeah, I want to. I want to look at the soil. Yeah. Part bit of the soil looks healthy. I'm gonna tell you outright, it's not mm-hmm. desecrated earth that you are traditionally mm-hmm. accustomed to working with in certain areas of the Abbot. You know that this is healthy soil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don, what did you get? Uh, oh, sorry. Survival or perception? Perception. You said you were looking, correct? Yes. Uh, 19. 19? Yeah. I'll say that uh, as you're traversing through these areas, uh, you see four small protruding stems of what you know as uh, teardrop. 
You make a survival check. Is that another? Uh, 11. 11? I'll say that you get a quarter of an ounce of teardrop. Okay. Does that have seeds as well? Make a nature check. Yes, please. 17. Yes, it does. Let me grab the picture. Anytime I see Ether stop to collect something, I want to also collect. Oh, Ooh. it's like Lily of the Valley, but like yes. a... Yeah, so That's you pretty. again grab the small tuber-like mm-hmm. center that you know houses a small pod. Uh, make a survival check to harvest. Four flowers. Uh, dirty 20. No, dirty I'm sorry, 20? 22. 22? Yeah, you get all four pods, so you have four seeds. What are they called? Teardrop. Um, Vorst is using his nose to scout. I'd be using my eagle eyes. As much as there, as there were, just yeah. paying attention. Uh, I would, yeah, I would be approaching in the direction that he's guiding. Yeah, I would be approaching in the direction that I smelled it from, with okay. them kind of flanking me. Sure. Um, hand on my sword, shield out, mm-hmm. and just sort of following the scent trail. Okay. Uh, make me another perception check with advantage. It's going to be an 18. 18? Uh, yeah, so as you uh, get within about 150 yards of this, uh, you guys start to see all of you as you're approaching. It, it, again, it's not a clearing. There are not really clearings frequently here in the Fellwood. Um, you can see that it looks like it's another sparsely uh, populated area where you know it, it might be seven to eight feet, nine feet before tree to tree as opposed to like only three or four feet. Mm -hmm. Because again, they do grow vertically, uh, conically. Um, You, with an 18, you can discern that there are different odors as you approach that kind of hit your nose. Uh, Wet, rotting wood, ember and ash. And the odor of blood continues to permeate. A little bit stronger now as you approach it. Same, not old, not fresh. Mm-hmm. Indicating to you again, probably within... A day or two, right? A day, day and a half, realistically. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would also, because of the amount, uh, in terms of the strength, the density of the odor to you, you would know that it's either a large thing or... A few smaller things. But I would say that that's not a, an odor that realistically is going to be discernible to you through mm-hmm. just smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just sheer quantity of the smell. Yeah. Correct. Uh, hold okay. here. You're about 100 to 120-ish yards out from these sources. I believe that there might be something further up. Uh, perhaps an old hunting camp. Or just a camp of some sort. There is rotting wood. I can only assume that it might be timbers and also ash from fire. Perhaps you were right, there could be another hunter out here. Um, Smell indicating it could be 
a decent amount of blood, maybe a few small game, perhaps one large one. Or someone injured. I suggest we move forward with caution. Okay. Try to stay close together. I trust your nose first. Hasn't failed me yet. <laughs> Continue. Carefully, but yes. Right. And I'm going to start walking up, but like try to be more mindful of where I'm stepping. Sure. As to not like make any huge like crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, crunch, I mean, crunch. you guys, again, because of the density of the snow composition, uh, with it being about a foot to a foot and a half deep, uh, the majority of the areas in which you do see any potential branches that ebb outwards or protrude, I'll say that you all carefully make your way uh, towards this. You're going to palm the gem. Okay. Yeah. You guys are about 60 yards away. Mm -hmm. Again, you can see kind of through the snake-like visage of the woods ahead of you, small pieces of branches and foliage kind of poking out. You see other flowers that you recognize don't really have herbal or medicinal uses. Sure. Uh, Once we get to a point that I, we can start to see it, mm -hmm. I want to kind of try to hold and mm -hmm. see if I can hear any movement or any person or not get pretty much anything. Gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I would say at about uh, 60 feet away, uh, you're able to see through the, the gaps between trees at different distances towards this location. Uh, you can see what... Make a perception check. Not with advantage, this is regular smell. This is to actively try to see what is in this area. That's going to be a nine. Nine? Yeah. So, I mean, you hold everyone. They stop flanking you outwards in a, a V with you at the point of the base. Uh, you stalk almost quite efficiently, <laughs> leaning against a tree, and take a, a moment to look out in the general direction. You can see in the distance, again, about 60 feet away, as it opens up a very little bit, um, you can see a little bit of what looks like the height of a log, like a large, long log. So the, the rind, the circles, and the ring of the trees, you can see that there are two to three large stumps that protrude out from the snow, maybe four or five feet. So when you fell a tree, you don't fell at the actual just lowest part of it. Right. You fell a few feet up. Mm -hmm. So you see two large stumps uh, in the edge of the stump closer to you, so about 45 feet away, you can see that there is a felling axe stuck into it. Smell of blood. Keep moving forward, then. Keep moving forward? How close would you like to get? Um, I'll tell you that you it about it's about 45 feet is the, is the, stack, the stump. closest stump. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm going to approach to the nearest stump. Cool. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back, friends. It's very cold. <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, that looks good. That looks Oof. really good. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Don. Oof. Welcome back, everybody. To this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so Vorst, as you are approaching, you guys obviously entering from the side closer to me. Uh, oh no. 
You said you approach towards the stump with an axe in it. That would be the stump that is closer towards Yalomlo. It's forced. Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Are you guys I want to get up to about that tree there. Yeah, I'd be following behind no, the other side. Damn it. The tree closer to you. Right? So. Yeah, right there. I thought I had to sneeze. Because I want to I want to kind of survey before I just walk into the <laughs> middle of it. I want to <laughs> actually be able to see. Mm-hmm. I'm going to actually hang back a little bit. Okay. Probably behind. That's me. Oh, that's you? Yeah. Where am I? Not on there yet. Not on the board. No, it's like... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stick back a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, as you guys are approaching, you can see that that center area is a, a campfire that the embers are steady. There is no smoke emanating out from it. Uh, to the side closer to Sarah, uh, so what would be the west, you can see that there is oh, a body of a young human-looking man wearing <laughs> leather armor and a large, long, gray fur cloak that looks as though it has been a uh, and where you are in terms of proximity, because you are quite close, I'll tell you that you can see that there are shreds of it about at a foot or so away from this person. It looks as though they're gripping the rock right by them, their hand stuck in the snow, kind of affixed to an edge of this sharp, protruding boulder that sits here. On the ground adjacent to this person, you can see that there are... Uh, like the the head of an axe separated from the shaft so bent outwards as though broken off maybe only three four inches by the head of the axe lays adjacent down uh the opposite side over by lawrence you can see that there is another similar looking young human man uh in leather armor and a long gray fur lined cloak uh this person has a shovel that is bent in half so the wooden part of the handle that extends out about a foot up into the handle you can see that it's bent looks like it's curved and wiry now you can see the frayed pieces of the twig splintering out as though whatever grabbed this with force twisted it suddenly uh, but yeah you can see that by that log there stains of blood mire against in a beautiful pattern along the rings of the tree stems outwards it's all so pretty this is not farewell for my quarter staff um can i hear any like murmuring or no. breathing from them this area is fairly clear in terms of like it is a clearing it's not like largely obstructed vision i mean in this small area yeah the about like 60 feet 50 feet Over more towards the left of, uh, to the right of you there, excuse me. Here. Yes. Um, I mean, have I seen anything like this in my time being out in the woods? In terms of what? Uh, types of injuries, um, types of damage. Uh, I mean, for what you're able to see, utilize, are you putting the goggles on? I've, I have them on. I'm actively wearing them. Okay. 
yeah, I mean, I'll tell you outright that mm, the closest comparison that you would be able to make to this is a, a bear attack. You can see that there are definitively slash injuries in each of these two bodies that you're able to see. Or no, you can see the third body with the angle that you're at. Uh, in each of the three individuals, you can see that there are what look like long slashes at various parts of the body. Uh, bruising as well, which would indicate some force behind the attacking thing. Have you seen anything like this before on your logging expeditions? Bears, maybe? I could equate this to bear, like a bear attack as well, too. Yeah, I mean, from, just you are from what I've ten, seen. Yeah, in, in you're the only past. about 10, 15 feet from that body on your left. You can see that there are again, as indicated, slashes and torn pieces of clothing that look like it was something that uh, attacked uh, without care or concern for damaging anything a thief might have otherwise wanted to take. Is the blood track anywhere beyond where it's pooled around the bodies? That's visible? Uh, I would say that there are small pieces that look like uh, droplets that would stem out towards the campfire. Uh, but it would look like drops uh, from realistically the individual being moved as they were struck. So mm -hmm. blood would first start. The thing would have been potentially struck with some amount of blood, and some of that might have dropped down. Almost like something knocked perhaps then one backwards. of the closest ones away from the campfire. Correct. Are there any signs of, like, food at this campsite? Um, or what may, where food may have been? Anything that's been, like, dragged away or anything like that? You, for where you are, I would ask Probably. you to make a perception check. I can uh, do that. has special goggles and forces only about 10, yeah. 15 feet away from the first body. I'm going to keep an eye behind us. Uh, with the 12, I would say that you're close enough, uh, but far enough that, no, it does not mm -hmm. look like there is... There's not, like, a campfire set where they have, like, pots or pans yeah. or other things out in preparation. It looks as though this might have been a break to maybe take a drink. Mm -hmm. Or just to get warm. Because, again, this is within the last day to day and a half... Maybe there was a harsher snowfall in terms of what you can recall from your mm -hmm. druid craft. You do remember there was a morning with some pretty heavy snow. Mm -hmm. Bodies look frozen, at, or I'm looking the other way. Uh, I mean, yeah. I would say to the individuals that are in the area, because I think that that would be something that would be discernible mm -hmm. to the two of them as well. They don't look frozen in that it's been so long, but they do look very... Uh, Jack Nicholson Shining-esque, in sure. which there are Snowed definitive on. obvious parts in which snow has begun to settle on the, again, flatter surfaces of the body from where it has come down through <laughs> this clearing in the trees. You can see that especially for the individual whose hand is outstretched, their hand rests on a part of the stone. 
and you can see that this the hand is like effectively affixed to the stone. The stone. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, am I able to see if there's any like fresh-ish scratch marks on the the logs or the fire from where I am? As if uh, if if this was like a bear attack or something, not like where a, you uh, are now. Okay. Um, Again, Yalimlo has goggles. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. yep. You're 30, 35 feet away. You're not going to see scratches at that distance. Could I see if there are any tracks to the right of me leading away to the center of the camp? Like From uh, where from Lawrence like, is? Oh, no, from my right. So on the right side, over here. like Towards it. Towards no. it or away. Nope. Nope. Start it's been about down. a day and a half. Tracks would be covered. Like, that's going to be my outright answer to you. Sure. Start creeping forward. It's up to you guys. Again. It's quite troubling to me that the fire's still burning so brightly. No, no, no. Uh, that there's. I'm doing that just so this oh, way we so know that it one. was a campfire. Okay, it's only it is not actually okay, smoldering. It's completely yeah. cold. Gotcha. Yes, I just don't want to put a pile of wood there. No, no, we don't that's actually fair. have a, a thing for that's a campfire. Fair, yeah. Sadly, still keeping an eye behind us. Yeah. If they, if I hear them move backward, I'll look back and then just keep sure. following them back, but looking this way. Yeah, that's fine. Anything that wants to move can move. Yep. If you want to move yourself, get up and move yourself. Can you go ahead and scooch me closer to the body closest to me? This one? Yeah. I'll walk that way with Forst. I'm just going to move this tree. Yeah, that's fine. Mm -hmm. If you want to move that just so this way you have a better vantage point, that's totally fine. I know that it's placed there. Do you want me towards, like, behind Rotora, but towards, yeah. Here. Facing the, um, the other man. Yeah. I just imagine Nesgrim's just like walking backwards. Mm-hmm. He would. If you are, you are. It's totally fine with me. I would say you slowly <laughs> take steps back and look over your shoulder very briefly at intervals. I'm going to approach the uh, the man that's in front of me and I want to try and examine his wounds a little bit closer. Yeah. So you kneel down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm moving forward with force if you can move me too, DJ. Yeah, so you kneel down next to this body, and as you see that it is an individual again with arm affixed to this stone, as you kneel down and begin to inspect his body, you can see that in the the chest, so at the front, you can see what looks like a strong, harsh collection of bruising. So you know how like when blood clots, you get that really dark, purpling black bruise in the center mass of its chest. You lay a hand on it, feel or no no okay like i would approach and like is he laying on his stomach or kind of he would be twisted? laying on his stomach looking as though he was crawling towards yeah, this and rock then, and so basically down and up correct. like that yeah so you said that the back of his cloak was torn as well mm-hmm. are there any visible claw marks of yes. any sort yeah okay about well, um three claws three claws three talons mm-hmm. does there appear to be any sort of pecking or like anything nibbled or chewed on him Uh, I would say that you can see that there are two large puncture marks on one of the shoulders and you can see that part again of the arm up here because the so the shirt would rip together as though the puncture marks were on opposite sides and the cloth was ripped as it pulled together Mm -hmm. in two different spots on the shoulder you can see that there are large, uh, almost diamond-shaped pieces of flesh and bone missing from this so part of the shoulder. Like a... mm-hmm. um, Would I know of any sort of a creature like that? 
perhaps like a, a larger three-toed beaked creature. With your time in the woods of Neranter, I'll tell you yes. Okay. Do I know a name of these? Or do I have a name for them? Even if it's not something that they would be... No, with noted. your time in the woods of Neranter, again, in terms of your people, uh, you would know that these are definitively now that you're closer. And you can see these injuries specifically in terms of the punctures and the pieces of diamond flesh in big gaps. You would anticipate that this is most likely the work of an owlbear. Force, uh, do you know what caused this? It seems that our friends here have had a quite of a run-in with an owlbear. My head turns slowly to just stare at Vorst. Hmm? Yes. Is this unusual behavior for an owlbear from what any of us might know? Uh, I mean, the only person I would realistically probably permit a check like that would be... I'd say Felix would have studied animals of that nature and beasts and things like that. Sorry, what was the check for? Uh, it would be a history check in terms of, again, just general knowledge of having studied beasts and other creatures like that. That's uh, a dirty 20. A dirty mm -hmm. 20. Small enough party. If it's only a grouping of three individuals, it doesn't seem out of the ordinary for them to strike. Um, I would say that that's, again, part of the reason for why you know that the logging guild would go out in groups of, like, seven to eight. Sure. Because you would have four felling and four watching. Mm -hmm. This seems like... It's not a logging party. Because again, Yalomlo, you do not recognize any of these people. Maybe hunters. Possibly hunters, yeah. Possibly other people hired to come out here and do something else. Um, recognizing that it's been a couple days, I want to scan the clearing for any sign of tracks or what might be left of tracks if there's been snowfall since. Anywhere where their snow might be more depressed. Um, either tracks of what did this or where these men came from. Uh, again, since it's been about a day and a half, I would say that the amount of snowfall would cover the majority of tracks. I would say that the only things that might be or might have passed through this area, you would equate with Probably deer. Sure. These small sets of four hoof prints. But in terms of other tracks, again. So nothing lingering. Mm -hmm. yeah. Would I equate this to a territorial type of thing, considering that they're still whole and not eaten? For an owlbear, yes. My friends, would you like me to look? deeper into what caused this. <clears throat> About roughly how long would that take? Uh, a few minutes, but we would need to flay the skull and I think it would need to be warmed. It might be best if we take it away from the clearing. I assume, Nesgrim, you have an axe or something that you can hack through the neck of this poor man. I have a sword, yeah. What do you Just need for point your to the axe on the stone. rituals? Any Things bone? that I have with me. Uh, I use the skull for the passage across. I can I use other be, things to look. I would be weary, my friend. 
the moment we start warming this, the blood scent will be stronger. They're frozen, and I could still smell them from about 400 feet out. If anything's in the area and it is hungry, it may bring them closer. It appears that our friend here who did this is well-fed and very territorial. Perhaps we shouldn't linger here very long. Um, I'm going to start walking toward this one. Okay. Yeah. Would someone like to check the flowers? Whatever we're going to do, we should make it fast. Yeah, stay stay together. should see if any of these men happen to pick up any of the things we're looking for. Absolutely. Passes, money, anything we can use. That's absolutely fair. I'm going to begin checking the guy in front of me. Okay. Make an investigation check. I also just want to clarify on my um, modified... uh, eyes of the grave thing that doesn't require me to have their skull it's just for the ritual to send them across correct ritual to send them across is the brazier and the skull yeah so i'm herbs. able to just like touch this person and, and correct look. have a, a okay. brief yes moment. Sure. Hmm? yeah i'm gonna crouch next to vorsta when you are done searching if you can keep your eyes peeled i would like to look deeper very, very well my friend 15 15 okay yeah Uh, As you are going through this guy's belongings, uh, you find a small pouch that contains three silver. uh, And I will say that you find a Slums West Pass. Search the one in front of me. Mm -hmm. 19. 19? Okay. I will say that you find five silver and a Slums West Pass. Felix? And no, they are not gathering any of the things that you are requiring. Um, is is there an axe anywhere around this man that Yalunwa is near? By the tree trunk? Mm-hmm. Yes, there is a felling axe that is stuck into the tree trunk. Yep, I'll approach it and try to... Make a strength check. Oh boy, I'll switch so I have advantage. Cool. Just want to make sure I stole nothing from... Where I'm facing? Nope. Perfect. It's a 17. 17? What is your strength score? Uh, six. Six? So it's, well, it's 19 minus two. No, I'm just asking in oh, terms okay. of like, I mean, a felling axe is not that heavy, but in terms of how deeply embedded it is, mm-hmm. and it's kind of stuck and frozen, but it takes you a moment or so and you crack it out. And once I crack it out, I'll... Over and over to Nesgrim. Hmm? Okay. Uh, in case. We need the head, correct? Uh, not yet. Oh, okay. Uh, I'll hang on to this, though. Felix, would you come with me and check this one over here? Sure. I'm going to crouch down next to this man while they're walking across. Okay. Yep, I'll keep my eyes open while you're doing so. Hmm? Do my ritual to... See what happened. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so you kneel down next to this man mm-hmm. and you place your hand over his eyes uh, and you briefly fade to black and you hear very swiftly a yell echoing out near you uh, in this strange darkness and amidst this yell you hear just a man 
saying, FUCK IT'S COMING! And you hear what sounds like the stomping of the footsteps uh, of a very large creature. So like that thundering boom, yeah. boom, boom, interspersed. Brief pauses in between the footsteps. You hear what sounds like the uh, rustling of trees as though they're being pressed against and you can hear the leaves, the pine needles kind of rustling and that shaking of a tree branch. Uh, and then you hear another man yell and another man scream. And I fade back out or do I see anything? I mean, I'm going to say that you see trees shaking and you see sure. a, a very brief glance of a large feathered white creature with the face of an owl. Okay. And then you fade out. Uh, definitively an owlbear voice, you are correct. Don, I'm going to tell you you don't know what owlbears are as ether. Oh. Yeah, okay. you've never you've never sure, seen Sure, that's one. fair. Like, there's not... Ethier's never had an interaction sure, sure, with an sure. owlbear. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like, you know, a big fucking beast thing with feathers. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is an owlbear a large beast with feathers White and an, an owl face? Exactly. Okay. Um, yes, uh, I do not have a reference as far as how large this one was or an age or anything. I have never seen them, but uh, it appears you are at least correct about the cause of this. It's, it had to have been, I could discern that it was probably a pretty decent sized one from the, from the bite. And from the, the carnage, the, yes. Yeah. From the carnage and from the size of the bite. Because this dude that you're kneeling in front of is about like 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, six, mm -hmm. He's a pretty tall guy, and it's pretty like, well built, it's he's a, muscular, and it's, it's like shoulder blade into, yeah. into chest. So like, <laughs> yeah. Wise, yeah, that's why I'm saying like a large chunk of this man is missing, mm -hmm. and that's why he's like, oh! <laughs> no. mm -hmm. um, from my vision am I able to determine based on the visuals of the trees around me which direction it came from and also not obviously not exactly but roughly how long ago this might have been based on the snowfall difference on the ground in the vision compared or to shadows now. in the trees maybe I mean well I'm assuming it's a different day I just not I, exactly obviously but I, I, I would tell you that again in terms of the, the way the vision works, it is flashes. Okay. I will tell you that in, in terms of the gapping and spacing of the trees here, you would equate it probably from the area by where Paul sits. So okay. the northeast. Okay. Got it. So the, the vision is more sort of like what happens in uh, 11 for the upside down, where it's just like little interspersed things and the rest is yeah, just Yeah, like you don't just like sit sure. and just watch. Sure, got it. Connected, okay. yes. Got it, cool. Um... Uh, it came from the northwest. Northeast. Point. Sorry, northeast, and I point that way. And that's where it probably returned to. This is its grounds. We should, These men were encroaching on its land. We should take their things and move quickly, I think. I suppose so. Do you need the head now? This guy's body. Yeah, I'll gesture at Ratura. Make an investigation check. Eighteen. Eighteen? Yeah. You find five silver in a slums west pass. Um, I will try to take a marking of where they are. 
I do not think that we should take them at this time, but if I come back in the future, I would like to help them, but I do not wish to attract this beast and cause any further harm to ourselves, carrying around uh, heads that will slowly melt. I do not wish to lead it to them, but I will not leave these. I think that alone. is fair. Let the, uh, the forest take what it needs from it. And I will do the rest later. Exactly. Survey the clearing for any sign of any of the ingredients that have been described to me in terms of things we might be looking for. I mean, again, it's not genuinely a clearing. Uh, I'll give you advantage on the perception check, though. And you had mentioned that there's tools laying around as well. Correct. They are mostly broken, where, again, the axe had described over the, there. The broken the, axe, the, the broken shovel. The head is separated, the broken shovel, and by the man uh, that Sarah and Paul are by, there is a broken... Uh, it's a broken halberd, actually. <laughs> so you can see that the, the curved blade and the uh, protruding point, again, separated where the top, maybe like six inches of the, the shaft remaining down from the head of the halberd still remains intact. And then the shaft itself is in like three different pieces right by this man. It's a big knife now. That's an 18. <laughs> an 18? Uh, yeah, I'll say that you see not flowers that have been described to you, but I'll tell you that there look like there are some interesting flowers more towards the north side at the base of one of the tree trunks and at the base of one of the rocks. Uh, they're not flowers that you've encountered so far for what has been told to you. That I've encountered. That you've encountered, or that anyone has described to you that you've encountered so far on this journey. Peep those flowers. There are some <coughs> flowers over here to the north. I'll stand and walk in that direction and try to get close enough that I can perceive what those might be. Yeah, you see Malo. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I mean, you haven't encountered Malo yeah. in terms of what its use is. Yep. But. Uh, Vorst, if you would not mind coming with me to watch my back as I attempt to take these. Sure thing. I'd Thank like you. to try to harvest the seeds as seeds. well. Sure. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys also, it's been about five, five and a half hours now between your journey out into the Velwood and you guys. Uh, we're going to have to increase your survival conditions in terms of food and water. And this is probably a good opportunity for you guys to, while you're doing things, start utilizing the provisions that you have, so this way you do not have any issues with hunger or thirst. Uh, I will tell you that your water skin holds four pints of water, and I will make that to where it will last a day. A pint a day or four pints a day? Four pints a day. Understood. Uh, yeah. Realistically, you should be consuming a lot more water, but... So is it one ration per day, and then... One ration per day, one water skin mm -hmm. quality per day. And so you, you said we go up one stage for survival conditions? Uh, <coughs> if you're not using your things. Oh, no, I'll use my things. If yeah. you're going to use a ration, and if you're going to drink some water, it will uh, not increase. I assume the rations, I would know, are uh, not scented enough to likely attract this thing if we start eating in the middle of this clearing. I don't think Ether would know that. Okay. Again, you don't know owlbears. Sure. I would tell you that in terms of predatory creatures, you know that the rations are 
you know, dry pieces of meat and cheeses and things of that nature, like a little, you know, maybe piece of bread. Sure. I can't tell you definitively That's... whether or not that that jerky's not going to give off some kind of odor, but sure. for what you know of owlbears... Yeah, I, I was more just talking specifically, not uh, about the owlbear directly, just generally. Just like scent-wise in general. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, doesn't smell incredibly strong. You could ask Boris, who has a keen sense of smell, whether or not it is a, a pervasive <laughs> sense of odor. Yeah. Sure. Like, it's, hey, dude, is this really strong? <laughs> sure. Uh, Boris, if we eat here while we are looking, do you think that would be a problem? Or should we wait? It's not an incredibly strong odor given off from jerky. It's, if you want to eat, you can. Just uh, be quick about it. Of course. Um, how big is that rock near me? Where are you? Sorry. Right there. Oh, that rock. Yes. Uh, that rock is about nine feet high. Nine feet high? Pretty. Mm. Is there, is there like a crack. spot that maybe I could clear some snow and sit? Yeah. Facing that direction. Facing by Sarah and by Glenn? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I'll say that there's a small little ledge that you'd at least be able to clear and lean your back against the rock and... Yep place I'll against eat some ration and drink a little bit of water mm -hmm. i'm gonna do the same thing but i'm gonna walk over near the uh put out fire okay i'm gonna place my hand over it how warm is it still is it still pretty warm or is no, it it's just... cold okay so Very there's cold. no active embers and it, it's just wood nope okay wet mm -hmm. poke around in it with my sword a little bit see if there's anything in the ashes make an investigation check Oh, that's really good. That's a 16. No, I mean, from what you can discern, it looks like leaves, sticks, twigs, one decently sized log that comprised the majority of the flammable wood. Okay. Uh, but the other pieces were used in the beginning as kindling. Either you have what you need? I have to still do it. Gotcha. Yeah, while well, he's gathering, I'm going to get something to eat and drink. Cool. You're going over to collect Mala? Yes. Uh, you can make a survival check with advantage. Because you are very familiar with your wonderful friend Malo. Uh, 17 plus 6, 23. Yeah. Uh, so I'll say that of the, uh, you know, two to three flowers that are over here, you grab a half of an ounce cool. of Malo. You want to try for the seeds? Mm -hmm. Go right ahead and make a survival check. 22. 22, yeah. You get all four seeds. Yeah, again, takes you a few moments. Yep. You know, you're yeah, just familiar with the process snipping. of snipping the, the petals and things of that nature. Cool. To be able to harvest it in a usable way. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll, I'll walk over and hand that stuff to Neskrim to put into the sack. Mm-hmm. You guys are standing here, uh, having collected some things. and If you wish to eat, do it now. I suppose we should probably get on a move soon. I don't want to be around any longer for this thing to come back. Mm -hmm. And... Show us its force. Yeah, I would have eaten and drank a little bit. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I'm going to eat and drink a little bit. Mm -hmm. Me too. Everyone gathering around? Yep. Sure. I'm still facing that way. The north side? Yeah, after That's I finished... Poking around in the fire, I would have turned around and looked the opposite way as well. If you want to like stand in a circle and just kind of all gaze outwards. 
Yeah, it works. Mm-hmm. Shall we... Go to, ahead. To the southeast. Continue back where we were going? Absolutely. Northeast is the last way we need to go, but... I don't think anybody wants to fight an owlbear right now. Not particularly, no. Back were you guys gathering the heads for Ethier? No, I said I was going to try to, like, mentally mark our path through the woods since we were mostly following where I was going normally and come back for them because I don't want to risk the party's safety of gathering them now. Okay, so you're mentally trying to recall where this is. Yeah, okay. for, for future journeys of... You know, sure. Ether doing what he does. Because you were you were familiar with that first clearing. Yes. So yeah, you just know three meals and one yeah. ration. Mm-hmm. You are certain you don't want to take them now. If I thought it would not risk the party's safety, it is journeying with others is not something that I normally do. I am willing to risk the safety of myself, but since these heads are thawed. We could take them and continue further away, and I could perform my ritual later. If you are all comfortable with the risk associated with carrying them, I would prefer to not leave them here. I think that you can collect them quickly. I think so. If you decide to bring bait with you, that would be on you, friend. I know that this is something you consider to be your duty. I do. I'd not ask you to forsake that. If you think that you can do so quickly, then let's be about it. Alright. Nesgrim, if you could assist me in removing their heads, please. Absolutely. I take the felling axe and start swinging for heads. Well, necks, not heads. (laughs) I'm gonna crush the skulls. (laughs) Do you need the whole skull or just a piece of it? Which guy are you going to? I think the whole thing. Do this one that one first? Yep. Yeah? Get rid of I would make sure that the Roth obstructs me and Nesgrim. Mm-hmm. So that way I can't see. Sure. Attack roll. Yep. You made with advantage. It is a prone, undead creature. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> 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 prone. <laughs> it's a 19 on the die. 19? So yeah. with modifier, it's high. Yeah. It's like so 25. I mean, I'll, I'll say that, you know, you do it in one beautifully... Fell swing, sever this head right around the lower part of the neck above the clavicle. After he does that, mm-hmm. can I like dump some snow onto the like area where the head was? Yeah. To okay. try and like mask the. Yeah. So I mean, would you move over as he's doing this, or would you move over move over after? Probably as he's. Getting ready to swing. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. You turn and you start walking over and you watch as Nesgrim stands over this man with the arm outstretched attached to the stone and elevates the spelling axe and just in one swift, clean motion brings it down and goes right through the lower part of this neck. Yeah. You see this, uh, you know, the lolling roll of this skull not move far. But obviously, separate and part. You see this cold, very dense, small dripping of blood. I'll pick the head up and hold it out to Ethier. Yeah, you pick the, the head up perhaps. by the hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Into one of the sacks, perhaps? Oh, sure. I'm gonna toss it into a sack. 
Not the one with the flowers, of course. Oh, no, yeah, of course I gotta not. ask you, like, where are you putting this? So I've got one sack from me, one sack from Ethier. Mm-hmm. So all of the herbs I would have been putting in Ethier's sack. Okay. This one I would put in my extra sack. Okay. So you have a head and a sack. Right. Cool. I feel like that's gonna bite me in the ass. Literally. The head. <laughs> Sarah, you said you wanted to start pushing snow mm-hmm. over the area in which the head previously was? Yes. Are you trying to, like, build a head like a snowman? <laughs> Not specifically. Just like, are you we're, just trying to cover? Where the blood may have... Where the blood might have begun to collect yeah. to try to obscure it from the ground? Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, you go over. Uh, you have to kneel down to do this yeah. again because it's on the ground. Yeah. Uh, you kneel down and you begin to push snow over this area where the blood was. Make a wisdom save. Mm. <laughs> 11 uh, Nazgrim you're still on the nope you said you no you didn't give it to Ethier. I'll say that this occurs simultaneously as you are offering oh, yeah. it to Ethier and then putting it in the sack uh you, out of the corner of your eyes, see your good friend Vratora here on her knees pushing snow, and she pauses momentarily, and has previously been indicated that someone's real hungry for blood. You watch as she suddenly just descends ravenously, uh. planting her face into this small pool of blood here, and begin to... Someone get her. Lap it up aggressively. I'm gonna. Oh god, I can't touch her. Someone I'll, get her. I'll kind of turn around the. Oops, you sorry, lean around, the, around the rock. Yep. <laughs> uh, you lean around <laughs> the rock, and you see Ritora, hands and knees, in the snow. Her face pressed into the dirt and snow, licking aggressively at the blood. Gross. Um, yeah. Retora? You put yourself in a position by blood. <laughs> Just grab her. Just. I'll kind of get behind her, grab her legs. Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, make an attack roll. An attack roll for pulling? Eh, shove is mechanically the same kind oh. of concept. Well, add anything to that? I don't know what I even add. Uh, it's a, so unarmed. it's an unarmed, atta- unarmed attack. Strength, so dex? Strength, strength and uh, proficiency. So you're proficient with your own hands. Oh. Hopefully. <laughs> so I mean, you have advantage because uh, she is prone and she advantage. is looking away from She's you. Prone. Okay. Uh, that's not much better. So proficiency and strength null each other out. It's a nine. Nine? Yeah. So, I mean, you <laughs> grab her and attempt to pull and you kind of drag her maybe like three, four inches, but she is... <laughs> She like really pulling against Gripping, me. Ripping, yeah. And you know when a dog has something you don't want it to have. Yup. Uh, yeah. No, I don't. No, I don't know, Sarah. <laughs> that is very much what is going on. She is burrowing her face in this dirt and this blood. I'll say into her mind as, as she resists, "Don't make me." Help. You say help. You yep. say help out loud. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to attempt to 
pull her as well. Where are you? Uh, right behind her. Yeah, yeah, I would have been right there with Nesgrim, so cool. right behind her. Yeah. You go over and you try to pull her off. Yep. Yeah, roll with advantage. It's an unarmed strike. As soon as Nesgrim cut the head on that, mm-hmm. would uh, would there have been a spike in that blood smell? Yeah, I mean, flat. not not insanely uh, intensifying, but I mean, definitively intensifying, because oh, right, there's yeah. still blood in the body. It's not going to spurt yeah. out aggressively, but it will still definitively leak And it out. was insulated somewhat by the body around it. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. Uh, 16. 16? What's yeah. your armor class? 14? Uh, 15? Yeah, I'm just going to start pulling her back. Uh, five feet is okay. what you're capable of moving her. Okay. Thank you, you Ether. Now on your belly, in the snow, arms still lurched out in front of you, nails dragging through the snow as you have this wonderful sliding (laughs) Ritoris sled. Would it also smear blood along the snow? Uh Uh-huh. We need to go now. Get her cleaned up. Let's go. You wanna... Mm -hmm. I'm gonna grab some snow and attempt to clean the blood off of her uh, front. I will step between the man and Rotora. Okay. She's still actively fighting to get towards it, right? She's not so much actively fighting towards it. It's more that she was very distraught that she was being removed from the source. Paul, you step in front. Mm -hmm. Uh, She is on her belly. Okay. You uh, have to actively flip her yep. over. Um, I will also tell you that the blood is on her face and her hands. Okay. Not on her, like, front. Got it. Um, so if you want to try to roll her over. Or just smear her face in the snow. I don't think that's a good idea. I'm going to attempt to flip her over. Very aggressive, <laughs> but it's effective. Only dreams now. <laughs> uh, make me a strength check, please. Uh, that is a six. So you still have advantage because she's prone? I mean, I would say that in order to be able to flip her over, uh, it's very difficult to do that from a standing position. Yeah. So you would also, also have to be prone. prone. So sure. Yeah, right. no, six. So, yeah, you kneel down over her and you kind of... Where would you place your hands? On her shoulders. So, shoulders well, and... Well, shoulder and, like, mid-torso to attempt to... Flip that way? Yeah. Yeah, so I'll say that you grip... Right around the uh, edges of the, the ribs on the left side with your non-dominant hand and your dominant hand up on her shoulder. And you try to dig and curl under while simultaneously rolling her back. Uh, I'm going to say that she is capable of fighting you off. She is dug into this dirt and okay. as you press against her, she puts all her weight down into sure. the dirt. Not like kicking you yeah, off, yeah. but just, just like turtles inward. Yep. Worst help, please. Ethier, I'm very sorry, but we must go now. And I take her, uh, her harness that I had made her previously with the rope, <laughs> and <laughs> and I'm pulling and just walking. Yeah. So I mean, it's gonna take you, you know, thirty seconds to a minute or so to mm-hmm. get over, get the harness attached onto her. You're gonna have to keep her arms elevated to get it down and around <laughs> her. Uh, you're also gonna have to make the strength check. Unfortunately, not with advantage either, because you do need to go prone to be able to get it around her torso. 19. 19. Mm. Yeah, the good <clears throat> boy. You, uh... I'm strong. You, you <laughs> harness this, uh, wonderful elf lady who's absolutely our friend. 
<laughs> totally our friend. Just hanging out. Uh, yeah, you harness her. Uh, I was trying to help. She is actively secured within it as you cinch it and it kind of knots back I'm over mm-hmm. her shoulder blades. Yeah, so like if she's like about there, I would just kind of just drag her back towards the same way that we came in. Okay. Yeah, you I'm start not, trying not. to drag her south. I will say that this is going to make it not, not a strength check for you. I'll say that your strength score is sufficient to be able to move her in regards to like your carrying capacity and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah, I'm going to ask you to make another wisdom save, mm-hmm. though. Okay. 21. 21? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will say that as you start to get pulled away, the blood kind of, because of the field of vision that you're in, because you're still on your belly as you're being tobogganed away. <laughs> we don't need uh, a slit. We have her. <laughs> he kind of, with the way the harness is affixed, you'd, like, crumple your back if you were pulled this way. <laughs> you'd, like, <laughs> in a really bad way, probably injure your spine, and I don't want to do that to you. So I'll say that Force kind of, like, 180s you to get you to face the opposite way. So as the blood leaves your line of sight, you feel this strange sense of composure and recollection of, like, what did I just do? Uh, and I'm going to say that you absolutely feel an intense chill on your face from having face planted into the snow. Mm-hmm. And I will say that there is uh, some disgusting residue around your lips and on your nose. I'm going to spit on the ground. Mm-hmm. Nesgrim, put the head back. It's gone. Oh, put it back on the body. Just put it in the snow. Oh, okay. Can I remove the head and drop it in the snow near where that hole she dug was. I'll look at it there. No no rituals this journey. I cannot. And as important as this is to me, I will not risk Ritora's safety or the safety of the rest of you if something happens with her. I will simply have to come back. She is more important, as are all of you, than these men. Ritora, are you back to normal? Force make a perception check with advantage. I. I'm sorry. Sixteen. Sixteen. Uh, you smell. <laughs> you smell blood approaching from the east. Fresh blood. Approaching from the east. This side, right? Yeah, it's that side, right? No, it's over here. It's this side. It's this side. That side. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Due east. Mm-hmm. We need to go. I will also tell you, uh, you don't have advantage on hearing, though, do you? Is it just smell? I believe it's just smell. Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> 16, 16, 15. Do you yeah, I'm going to say that Don, Sarah, and DJ, you guys, in terms of in the distance, uh, you hear the rustling of tree branches due east. Um, something's coming. Yes, we, we need to go now. We need to leave now. Now. To the east. Let's... I'll hurry my ass the way... Away from it. Yeah, wherever yeah. you guys are going. I'm going to stand up. Back that way. And just... 
Go back out the way we came. Yep. I'll, I'll turn to Yaluma and Ethier and Boris. Should we run? Yes. I would. Pumping. I'm going to move as quickly as I can without running and causing my chainmail to bang into metal. Yeah. Quickly, but not... Left. So a normal pace. Yes. <laughs> Carefully quick is normal. Indeed. <laughs> quick, quick for flavor, but safe. I'm gonna do that thing. You know how power walk. You know how people are when people walk. Like walking, a mom and a mom. So we begin moving southward, which is the direction that we came. So yes. we've been um, going north. Or, little, or how quick are we moving? Should we go west? <laughs> or power walking. Move away okay. from what's chasing us. Which way is the wind blowing? Which way is it blowing? East to west. It's blowing from east to west? Mm-hmm. We should yes. move south. We should yep. move south. Keep yep. moving south. Yep. I'll follow you all. All right. Everybody make stealth checks. Mm. Yeah. 23. You can't see. <sighs> 16. Oh! It's a dirty 20. <laughs> mm-hmm. How's it going, Paul? It's a four, but I'll have you know it was a natural one. Thank you. So I guess I'm pumping. <laughs> Just full sprint. Should we run? They say yes. I rolled a nat 20 on the other one. Oh, so sad. A four. Felix and Nesgrim, please make me dexterity saving throws. Oh. Oh. This is all my fault. Uh-huh. I was trying to help. Who? 18. 13. 13. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say that as you guys begin to hurry southward, uh, back in the direction that you came, as you are quickly moving, uh, you're going to still be making noise because of... It's a party of six people. Yep. Uh, you're stealthy in the fact that you're not hmm, stomping on the things like pine cones and stuff like that. Crunchy bits. Except for Felix and Nesgrim, who absolutely, as they are hurrying through these areas in the snow, uh, do not really... More more so that you're not well equipped to be able to move through these areas in haste. Or even at a normal pace without accidentally hitting just because of the density of you as a heavier man or carrying a lot of things. clanging together on my arm. Yeah. You step <laughs> on a few things that crack and crunch beneath your feet and some of the metal pieces of your armor do clang and let out a resounding ring as you all are rushing through here. I will say that, again, Nesgrim, you, as you are hurrying, step on kind of a a tangled piece so if if a branch were to fall and the spindly smaller outcroppings mm-hmm. of it as you step onto one you realize that your foot is tangled in one of these large tree branches about a foot deep into the snow and your foot is caught and you see your friends continuing to move ahead of you gonna reach and grab my longsword uh-huh. and just chop at the branch try to r- break my foot free from it you may make an attack roll with disadvantage 
Fair. So I don't want to swing like right next to my leg. I want to aim for what I can see, you know. I mean, your foot's down about eight to ten inches. So when you're swinging down, you don't see the branch. That is the justification for the disadvantage. I'm not giving you disadvantage because I want to have you hit yourself. Fair. Just so you know. Oh, that's actually not bad. (laughs) Oh. Uh, Oh. Save myself, thank you. With disadvantage, Mm -hmm. that's going to be a 17. Sure. Roll your damage. On this tree. On the branch, yeah. Branches have, in my eyes, stats. Smite it. <laughs> I'm not gonna smite it. <laughs> <laughs> the power of Zeus! <laughs> it's a nine. Nine your damage, yeah. So you slice Ooh. through through the snow. You watch as there's this beautiful arc from Nesgrim as snowflakes and dusting spins out in a beautiful arc and you see these splintering pieces of tree branch glide up and out. And as the snow begins to fall, you can see that about 35 feet away from you, running very rapidly at you as an owlbear, and we're going to end there. God damn it! It's beautiful! I'm so glad I am the furthest away. I can can see it in my eyes. I'm just like, like, man, that was so cool. Oh, God! (laughs) Oh, that's so fucking good. As the snow falls mm-hmm. and clears out of your vision. Yep. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh god. I just, yeah, I that's the now. noise too. <laughs> just scroll. <screaming>, Bear! <laughs> from behind us. It wouldn't be that, it would be. Fire! <laughs> Uh, friends, thank you very much for watching tonight. Uh, we'll be back on Friday at the same time, 6.45 p.m. Eastern time for the uh, Lost Kings of Adorus, and then on Sunday at 5 p.m. Eastern for the Veiled Forest of Orvigo. Uh If you're new here, make sure you follow us. You can find us again. You can go to our website, notgreatrpg.com, to find all of the fun things that we do and uh, ways to watch them and catch up on them and all that fun stuff, uh, as well as some coupons for companies that we're partnering with and things like that. Um, thank you very much for for uh, for the follows, for the bits, for the donations mm-hmm. this evening. We really appreciate it. Uh, you guys are awesome, and we will see you on Friday. Good night, friends. Bye, Good friends. Night. Bye. Goodbye.